episode 65 of That Metal Podcast. I'm Wolfman Dave. I got two special guests with me. Um, I'm Marco. And I am Diego. Cool. So, now, um, I know we've uh, been talking about it. We've been chatting. We're going to have a badass episode today. So, today, basically, we're going to be talking about some black metal bands that may have gone under your radar. Um, probably, what, the last 20 years, right? Yep. Something yep. about, maybe about the last 20 years. You you may or may not know of these bands, but we're just going to go ahead and talk about some of them. Um, we decided to pick six. 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 <laughs> so, isn't that clever? And uh, anyway, <laughs> so that's uh, that's the main topic. So for right now, let's get it started. So what you guys been listening to? Uh, go, go ahead, ahead first. No, right. you go first. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where you're just like, yeah, no yeah, you, yeah. no you. Uh, well, actually, uh, right now, I, I, when it comes down to like metal and I guess hard rock music, stuff like that. Really anything, dude. Uh, that's pretty much, I'll just throw on my iPod and I'll let it all play through on shuffle. Right. So pretty much when it comes down to that, I'll listen to anything right now at the moment. But, um, I've been listening to a lot of synthwave recently. I know Marco can relate. He'll get more in depth on that. Uh, but who, who specifically do you? FM eighty four. FM eighty four is badass. FM eighty four. Uh, actually, the what's that album from the Flight Night Orchestra? The um, the the one that I the one that the one that you showed me actually. The yeah. world is not enough. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. The one with a space lady on there or some shit. Like yeah, that. the one okay. that has. Uh, Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one is. Yeah, so I've, been, I've actually been listening to a lot of that. And actually, uh, recently, uh, I recently started working out. So I've been listening to a lot of like... No, I've been listening to a lot of like... Gains. Uh, Gains no, no, gain. not even that. Like, you'd be surprised. I've been listening to a lot of techno dance music. Nice, dude. And it's a lot of... Uh, pump up the jam. Yeah, yeah straight man. up. Like, <laughs> I've got the power. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, dude. That's you a badass jam. Like that. Deep squat. And yeah. I'll also... Uh, Feel we'll the throw on We'll throw on like... Um, you know, like uh, 80 soundtracks. Like... Um, yeah. We'll throw on like the Rocky Four soundtrack, like fuck yeah, dude. And then um, no way out, man. Yeah, dude. Tremendous of course, YouTube, like yeah. what's his name? Oh, uh, Robert Tepper, I think. Yes, Robert dude. Tepper, I fuck Robert yeah, Tepper I love that name. song, dude. And then uh, <laughs> anything that has that uh, the eighties montage shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I love it. Yeah, dude. And then uh, <laughs> like Karate Kid soundtrack, yeah. like Young Hearts commuters. Yeah, yeah. Like that. So that's uh, actually that's actually what I've been listening to a lot, like eighties movie soundtracks and uh, uh, some synth wave. And um, techno music. There's a lot of techno music. It's a nice little variation. A prodigy. A little buffet. A prodigy. So that's good. You have I, a good, good diet, metal diet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been kind of just revisiting like old black metal albums just because this episode, you know, and uh, um, a lot of things that I haven't heard in a while that I wanted to touch up on and stuff, whatever. And uh, uh, I was sitting to Oceanic I'm on the way over here from ISIS. Yeah. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite albums oh, of all time. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful post metal man. It's uh, it's ahead of its time for yeah. sure. Uh, one of those albums that got me more into metal than I already was, and uh, maybe when you hear it at the surface, it's not very metal sounding, but uh, it's heavy as hell, man. Uh, mm-hmm. There's there's ambient parts, there's quiet parts, and it goes into like this heavy wall of sound part, and then it goes back to the quiet. And I've always appreciated bands that did that, you know. And uh, 
it was always bands like Neurosis and, and Isis and Colts Luna that got me into other bands, you know, yeah. so. It's unfortunate that they started getting a bad rep just because of their name. A lot of people were attacking them and really, <laughs> really ripping into them yeah. for having their name yeah. Isis. Yeah. And um, they had to put, like, Isis the band. Yeah, you know? so uh, um, they had Isis.com for a long time, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And they started getting all these, like, death threats because of it. Because people didn't know that they were a fucking band. Right. You know, they're named after Isis, um, the queen, you know. Um, I think they are at least, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Is it like so Egyptian they, or something? Yeah, yeah. So um, I think they had to change their name to Isis the band later on just to differentiate themselves and um, separate themselves from, uh, you know, from, from the stuff. From the ignorance. <laughs> the ignorance. That, <laughs> for sure. Mm, that sucks when shit like that happens, dude. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I've been kind of all over the place, been listening to... Uh, Necro, uh, uh, yeah. so that dude's badass to me because he's like all about, you know, he's a metalhead at heart, and he's always giving shoutouts to either Anthrax, uh, Atheists, Metallica, or whatever. He's always giving shoutouts and he's always rapping about stuff like that. But he has a really good. I must think if you like if you like Wu Tang, you'll like Necro. I think because it has yeah. those vibes of of, um, I don't know. He has. Their vibes. I feel like he's heavily influenced by them. You know, I hadn't heard of him until we were on our um, group chat. And I'm like, yeah. who the this guy? And I heard yeah. him, all oh, this is... Yeah, Necro. It's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Necro is actually a lot of... He's friends with the... I believe he's a lot of friends with the guys in Madball. With my dad, too. <laughs> he's, <laughs> like, friends with some of the guys in, like, Madball and, like, <laughs> uh, like the hardcore scene out there in New York. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. But that's yeah. cool as fuck. Yeah, he's... he's uh, and then I love... For me, it's that rap that has that more of aggressive sound, uh, okay. vocally. So like, uh, Ice Cube, when in NWA, for aggressive. me, is, yeah. I, I love the sound the way they have that sound, especially. Uh, um, well, yeah, we'll see Ice Cube. I forgot who else. And I remember we were talking about. Um, I think it was like Hustle and Flow, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of of uh, was it is it Nashville or where is it? Uh, uh, it based. I'm not too sure, but that movie, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was made after, it, it was, uh, it was based off of Tommy Wright uh, the third. I think mm-hmm. it was based off of that. Okay. Yeah. And it was, uh, I think the music was 3-6 Mafia, or who was it? Yeah, uh, right. Tommy Wright the third was, like, proto 3-6 Mafia. He was kind of one of the uh, pioneers of, like, of Memphis, uh, um, hip-hop, that kind of, like, formed that kind of sound. Yeah. So, it's, it's, I mean, the soundtrack's awesome to me. It's really fucking gritty. It's really fucking in your face. Definitely not safe for work. <laughs> Definitely not safe for work. But I mean, I, I like that type of shit. You know, whoop that trick. I don't know. I just, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I just love that shit. It's just so stupid. But I, <laughs> the lyrically, but I just fucking love it, man. Like, yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, then I've been listening to some bluegrass. So because I, I had uh, revisited Old Brother Where Out Thou uh, from the Coen Brothers, and so I like checking out the soundtrack. And there's a lot of bluegrass in there. Sick. And. Uh, so again, I want to. Uh, I gotta recommend Heathen, Empire of the Blind. I think I talked about them the last time. Um, the other episode I did with uh, Beyond Shadows. Um, and then this, obviously, the stuff that we're gonna be talking about today, I've been yeah. kind of getting reacquainted with and listening to. Yeah, and actually, well, actually, now that it, we're on that topic, mm-hmm. uh, I realized that I had I hadn't listened to like black metal in such a long time like i felt like i kind of 
put it away for a while. Mm-hmm. And then uh, now that you brought up this episode, and uh, I started like re-listening to a lot of bands that I hadn't listened to in a yeah. long time. I feel the exact same way, dude, with uh, um, Burzum, specifically yeah. Burzum, man. I revisited him. I, I revisited uh, just a bunch of albums that I just hadn't heard in a while, and it was refreshing, actually. You yeah. know, I was like, okay, I haven't heard this in a while, so. Yeah, I think what ends up happening is you you kind of um, you forget, right? And then it's like you come back to the savagery. <laughs> that's what I call. That's that's how I describe it as. It's, um, it's a mood too, you know. Oh uh, fuck yeah! So you have to go back with the six 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 in six you. six six. It's a mood, and I and I, I definitely fe- think that uh, it's kind of like how Pete Steele would say, like music definitely has a, um, a purpose, and especially like with um, genres. I feel mm-hmm. like black metal is. Um, I don't know. It's a certain feeling. It's not. It's one of the, black metal specifically atmospheric black metal. I feel like is one of the only genres. Um, I told um, Diego. Uh, you know, it's uh, where you could fucking literally be in your car hearing it, or you take a sleeping pill and just go into those the are, world of Aldemar and yeah, shit. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. while you're hearing it. You know, it's one of those things. It's kind of like, um, it's 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 kind of like how Brian Eno would say. It's kind of like, um. It's not what you're hearing; it's what you think you're hearing. Mm. Sometimes, and it sometimes has that effect. You know, when you're asleep, it's not when yeah. you're. It's not what it's really playing, but it's kind of. It makes you think about other things, and it gets you on this weird, like, little thought, like, um, tangent where, you know, it's what you think you're hearing. You know, so. Um, more um, the, we talked about is the the whole dungeon, synth type stuff, okay. or are you talking about like old school, like really, uh, certain certain black metal bands, right? That have that that have that distinct sound. Specifically, uh, I mean, some people would say uh, there's not really such thing as atmospheric black metal. All atmospheric black metal is black metal. Right. But I would beg to differ, just because I feel like um, if you really dissect what uh, atmospheric a black metal band is, for I mean, I'm, I'm generalizing here, right? You know, whatever. But uh, I feel like there's not a lot of Satanism uh, in terms of, um, of themes and stuff. Whatever. There's not a, like like the sat uh, the, the Satanism isn't really blatantly in your face in terms of imagery it's kind of more like dark kind of shit whatever. Yeah. there's more ambience obviously um mm. like you know yeah yeah to add to that i feel i i guess what i feel what you're trying to say is that when it comes down to like um like that ambient type stuff uh it has like black metal uh influences in it but mm-hmm. i guess they touch more based on like the the nordic uh side of it like they're the land that they right. like in Norway and then in uh, Sweden, like just like their roots, more they, than, they have more influence from that. Yeah, yeah, like I feel like they pull more from that, and that's what it makes you, I guess, think about when uh, when they're playing that music. It's like, mm-hmm. like when I hear that, for example, when I hear like the more uh, atmospheric type black metal, I think like. I'm like walking through the snow to like a whole bunch of yeah. Yeah, yeah. trees in the mountains yeah. in yeah. Norway or something like that. You know, <laughs> there's more of a nature theme to it. Yeah. Well, hell yeah! yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, that's I mean, I think overall, that's the that's I think the general contest. I think that yeah, I think you're right. There's a lot of uh, going back to nature and, and getting in touch with that. Yeah, and that's I think that's what's I think special about black metal in itself is that uh, I know there is this really. Uh, one of the most amazing guitarists in the world, his name's Andy McKee. And he does that style of, of, of uh, guitar where he taps, he's just finger tapping. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. And there's this 
record label called Candy Rat Records, who like all their fucking guitars do that. All the people that, all the roster, right? All the dudes do that now. Which he was the, one of the first guys, I think, to not one of the first guys to do that, but to really get it popular during the early two uh, thousands. Okay. And so, I think he was a metalhead when he was growing up, or some shit like that. Anyways, when he was at a uh, I think he was like at a music store or some shit like that. There was like a bunch of wanted ads and stuff like that. And I, I honestly, I thought it was bad in bad taste for him when he brought this up, but he put it up on Facebook and it was a flyer for a black metal band looking for another guitarist or another, another band member, I guess. And they, it was uh, something to do with like, uh, you know, must have your own equipment, must be this and that over 18 and little, you know, things, prerequisites. And it's like, he was like making fun of the dude, you know, Andy McKee was like making fun of and saying that that whole, basically say that black metal's cheesy and it's dumb, you know? Damn. And I know, I know certainly, <clears throat> for example, Varg can, um, is a huge character and a huge personality in, yeah. in black metal that people sure. a lot, a lot of times talk about and say, but we talked about this too, is that I know I can separate the two. I can separate the man from the music and stuff like that. I know, personally, I'm not a fan uh, because uh, vocally he just, he's, he sounds like a goblin. He does. <laughs> he's really good at sounding like a goblin. That's not for me, dude, you know? Yeah. I think, well, you know, he's actually responsible for the entire atmospheric metal, uh, mm -hmm. sorry, atmospheric black metal genre, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like, well, it's not called that, but I call it RPG on a black metal. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, he he's definitely responsible for that, and uh, you know he spawned a fuck ton of bands that sound like him. You know, and he's probably one of the reasons besides um, um, Bathory why there's one man uh, bands nowadays. That a lot play of that, one man projects, yeah. Exactly that mm -hmm. that all play um, um black metal or uh, a subgenre of it. You know, and yeah, uh, yeah man. Yeah, that's definitely gonna come up in one of my. The, the, some of the bands that I talk about later, okay. that's definitely going to probably come up. It might come up in your bands too, so I'm not sure. But yeah, for sure. I mean, I think he's... Uh, I'm not a big fan of his, or the music, because okay. like I tell you, because of his vocals. But And I know I've always teased, like in the past episodes, I always teased that a lot of the guys in the second wave of black metal in the early 90s, the, the whole church burning things or whatever, mm -hmm. a lot of those dudes were hardcore nerds, man. Like D&D, D&D, oh, yeah. Lord of the Rings. Varg was a uh, big-ass nerd, dude. Yeah. Big and, nerd. and that's why I think it's funny that, you know, his whole hatred towards... Uh, he A lot of his hatred was... It's, it's all Western over here, here in the U.S. You know, he fucking despises Americans and our life and our way of life. And, you know, I know he was teasing uh, a lot of death metal bands in the early 90s because... You know, they're like, oh, they're 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 wearing jogging suits and they're fucking wearing shorts, playing metal. And I'm like, uh -huh. well, yeah, wait, because it's fucking technical and they gotta fucking, they gotta be comfortable playing fucking metal because it, it's it's uh, it's super technical and it's tiring and and you need you need to be comfortable. Anyways, that's what I say, right? Yeah. But <clears throat> he didn't like that. He doesn't seem to like that. He's like, no, you should be fucking blacked out and have, you know, your armor and you should have your spikes and this and your boots, but. He never played a live show. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? So it's like, how does that even make any sense? Yeah, for uh, right from there, it just looks like he's going after the image. Yeah. To put on that. What? Well, And that's I'll, cool. The image yeah, is cool. Yeah. The image is cool. Going for us, take pictures. 
or whatever. That's awesome. I love all that imagery, you know? I think it's a big part of black metal. Yeah. Uh, I think some people would probably agree that it wouldn't really be black metal without the imagery, but I think it's definitely a big yeah. part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's when people kind of go off and do their own thing, like atmospheric black metal. Mm-hmm. A lot of those guys use that imagery of being in the forest and shit like that, you know, whatever. Um, it, it was 100% to do with, you know, you look at uh, a lot of the thrash and a lot of the... the Death Metal albums, they're colorful, they're, vi- they're vibrant. Oh, definitely. It was and, against the grain. It's totally against the grain. That's the whole idea of black metal is to go against the grain. And that's cool in itself. That's the whole fucking rebellion. Yeah, for sure. And black and white. And I love I love, it. I love that aesthetic. I love how it looks. And I yeah. love the, you know, the, the imagery of that. And, you know, it's funny how... Uh, that the documentary that uh, I was telling you about earlier, where Fenris does the the heavy it's metal class. heavy metal one hundred and one or whatever, oh, yeah. and the bonus features What's in it. A, what, what documentary? It was called Until the Light Takes Until Us. Until the Light Takes Us. Yeah. What I thought was yeah. interesting is he's like talking about through no fault of their own, I would suppose. You know, like burning churches and doing all this shit and and killing people and the the whole fucking. The yeah. whole black circle and the all the fucking drama that came with everything, right? It's sold albums. I mean, people started finding out about this shit, and they're like, "Ooh, I gotta hear this." And then yeah. they started getting money, and they started getting picked up, and they started getting their, you know, their bigger and better spikes. <laughs> hey, these spikes are real nickel. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they started getting more money, and, and they're making fun of all these fucking American bands because they're signing to fucking big le- uh, record labels, and, and all of a sudden. Good. And all of a sudden, they're cha-ching, they're yeah. banking. And it's like, I know Federiz was saying that he doesn't take fucking responsibility for that shit. He refuses to fucking take responsibility for that. Uh, he says, it's not me, it's everyone else. You know? <laughs> He's like, it's not me. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, Dark Throne, uh, the first thing I think about Black Metal, like, Dark Throne comes to, oh, definitely. to mind. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think sure. they're one of the first ones, like, even if you don't know, like, Dark Throne images, like... Right. Is like the first thing that pops in your head when you think black yeah. metal. Yeah, and and, like, and and especially the album covers, like Transylvanian Hunger. Yeah, Blaze of oh, the Sky, dude. The the fucking Legendary. album cover. Yeah, yeah absolutely, like, dude. See that and and, and, I, and I love like the whole idea of the. Federer's worked for the post office. I don't know if he still does. You know, <laughs> does he really? Yeah, oh my and, God. and then like you know Ted, what a name, Ted. <laughs> He's a fucking teacher. You know what I mean? And then it's like every so often they get the angry itch up their ass and they got to record. Where do they go? They lock themselves in a fucking cabin. They go stone cold sober, apparently. I don't know if this is true if they go sober, but I heard that they go sober just, so, just so that they can record <laughs> yeah. and go they, back to drinking. They just released an album not too long ago, didn't they? Yeah, they like, did. Uh, uh, a couple years fuck, ago? Fuck, I forgot the name. No, I think it was last year. It was, was, no, it was this year. It was the one with uh, the fire, right? And it's like... Uh, mm-hmm. like <sighs> Yeah, hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one was good. Well, well I think they're, it's like in the woods, no? Like, I'm, it's like nighttime woods type I'm thing. I'm a dark throne, a yes man. So, I mean, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... I you know what, dude? I loved when they went punk, dude. Like, that like, that crust, oh, yeah. like that crust. Like that crust style. I fucking yeah, love that shit, oh, yeah. What was the name of that album? Like, Fuck Off and Die? That one was F- so F-O-A-D. Yes. I love... To me, Circle of Wagons, dude. Fucking Circle of Wagons. It was Arctic Thunder. The one, oh, yeah, the one we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, Arctic Thunder. Yeah, so... Uh, it's like Hydro Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that game? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Oh, oh uh, before we... 
um, I'll continue to comment on Burzum's vocals. I actually like his vocals. Yeah. I think um, black metal was meant to be raw and like against uh, the grain. How you said, you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like his vocals weren't not to, meant to be like perfect. I right. think they're raw, and I that's why I appreciate his vocals because mm-hmm. they're just raw. I don't think he was trying to like he didn't care how he sounded. He's like, I'm just gonna fucking scream. I'm gonna like sound like how I want to sound. He just did it, you know, and. It goes with the production. It's kind of like how Silencer is. Mm-hmm. Silencer's vocals, at first, I'm like, oh, what the hell is this guy doing? Then you find out he's like cutting himself during a, a recording and all that stuff, whatever. Uh, not that far, but I mean, still, yeah. like, it's it's just real. It's raw. Um, and I think it goes with his whole theme. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's important for him to, to really, I mean, fucking be himself, right? Yeah. And just do what he wants to do. I mean, because then he's... At least there's integrity for what he's doing, you know, and, and he's doing it his way. I mean, even then, I just, yeah, I, I, but I mean, again, it took me a long time to be able to even listen to Dave Mustaine and his vocals. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Because all through middle school and high school, I was like, man, I can't do it, man. I, but I kept going back to it, you know. And then just one day it clicked. One day it fucking clicked, and I was like, these guys are fucking badass and like in fact I mean that's when I was like man they're way better than Metallica yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and um, I think a black metal is very about the um, individual and that's why I think yeah. there's so many one man bands you know yeah. one what that one man bands yeah. you know and I think uh, you know it's who they are it's who they really are so that's why I feel like having a member in the band probably alter how it sounds you know yeah, so. yeah there's uh, they have that vision yeah, for sure. Then they, yeah. It's all about self, you know. Yeah, 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 and and I think ultimately underlining the true ideals and and theme of, of Satanism, of being a true individual and not following the herd. Oh, definitely. And and, and just be yourself, you know. I like. I think that's again something to admire. If 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 anything, do everything um, making music how you want to fucking do it. You know what I mean? With no compromises, and that's cool, man. Embracing individuality, yeah. you know? Absolutely. No, I think that's great, you know? Um, so I was going to move on to this next topic, but this is going to be really quick just to introduce uh, um, a future episode. So this uh, next future episode will feature early doom metal bands from the 80s who were heavily influenced, obviously, by Black Sabbath, right? Uh, so bands like Trouble... Um, St. Vitus, Candlemass, Candlemass, Pagan Altar. Um, I, I wasn't going to do Pagan Altar, but they're certainly one of the bands that we're going to talk about. Um, cause I, I had, I had to pick, I had to decide on some and I think, uh, Witchfinder General is another one. Witchfinder General is definitely yeah. one of the better ones. And, um, so I, I mean, and then I just wanted to stick to the eighties when it came to that. Uh, and then I think that's what was really cool. You, you talked about how that had an effect and, and we saw it in the 90s and, and passed that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's cool so we can continue that. But that's going to be a future episode. Also, really quick, for I was going to do a... Uh, probably by myself because it, it was... Uh, I've had a, a boner for this topic for a long time. <laughs> so it's... Uh, do you guys know AOR style? Like super 80s journey type stuff? Like but a- like heavy... A little heavier? Uh, no. Okay, so no, it's kind of it's kind of like journey journey esque. Okay. You know, cheesy hard rock from the '80s till now. They're they're still doing this kind of music. I call it chicken soup for the soul type 
music because it's very it sounds very inspirational. It sounds religious, but it's not. Uh, there's love songs and all kinds of shit like that, and I, I love I'm a, a fucking sucker for that dude. Uh, so I'm gonna do an AOR. Uh, it's also called melodic rock. Is another term melodic for melodic rock. Mm. Yeah, it's another term for that. I'm a sucker for love songs. Yeah. Too, so. <laughs> all right, all right, man. I'll, I'll, I'll give, I have a playlist. Show man. me. Yeah. I, I swear, dude. Yeah. I have a playlist, and you might you might dig it. You might if you're having a shitty day, especially, it'll fucking brighten your day up. And better make me feel better. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I promise. Yeah. I promise. My dude. broken heart. Right? <laughs> that too, man. And then I know I wanted to do a folk metal episode, so corporate Glenny, fin troll type stuff. And, okay. Um, because I, I know that, um, you know, I've been talking about having the name uh, about metal, that metal podcast. I kind of want to dabble in other genres as well that I have not yet talked about. So, And I think that's what's, what's awesome about it is that that's actually a good thing. There's so many fucking genres. There's so many bands, so many things to talk about that, you know, you have a lot of things to talk about right yeah, there's a lot of uh, potential episodes or ideas out there for sure. for, for uh, yeah for that for episodes um, but real quick before I launch into the news I think it'd be cool if you guys kind of introduce yourselves uh, properly you know we'll you know you talk about some of the things you guys that really got you into heavy metal you know uh, maybe that it moment that spark you know <laughs> that, yeah, that yeah. did it for you yeah um well, um, I'm Marco again. Uh, yeah, uh, I grew up. I I basically got into metal because my two uncles. Uh, basically, they were always in their bedroom listening to Slayer, Metallica. My uncle actually played on um, guitar and stuff, you know, whatever. So uh, he was always um, playing on his guitar and stuff, you know. Uh, my aunt was always listening to like hip hop in in her room. So I kind of just grew into it. Um, I want to say it wasn't until I saw Ozzy when I was a kid. I was like ten years old, dude. It was Soil, uh, Rob Zombie, Mudvayne, and Ozzy. And I remember I went. It was the first show I ever... Well, I, I actually can say um, um, first um, a concert. You know, it was a, a legit one, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, I went. Um, I got a secondhand high, um, apparently, you know? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's like, that's always good. Yeah, it was fucking crazy, man. <laughs> like, it was, it, was, it was a shock value to me. Yeah. This is what my uncles listened to. So putting a sound to a performance seeing it um visually yeah was so fucking crazy man and uh i never i never left the same after that i feel you right. know uh fuck man seen ozzy you know i yeah. think that was a great introduction to me you know right uh i didn't start going to actual shows till i was 12 years old um right then and there that's when like that, that was kind of like the early 2000s mm-hmm. so that was kind of like around the time when like spazzy grindcore was starting to become a thing metalcore was a thing already so all these at the gates rip off bands you know yeah. so Kill Switch Engage is starting to get big mm-hmm. on the time. I'm actually dying, you know. Um, yeah, the the new wave of American heavy metal, which I'm not. I'm I, I listened to it because it almost seemed like that's all we fucking had at that time. And I was I was probably I was probably like 19 or 20 at that time, and I was like, this fucking unfortunately like this is all we have, but. Unearthed, man. Those guys fucking Unearthed rip Unearthed is yeah. one of the Unearthed best is... metalcore bands of their time. Yeah. They yeah. have some of the best guitars in um, metal. And I'll say that again. Yeah. In metal. Because they're fucking bad. No, they're, dude. Yeah, they're, they're the riffs. The, dude, and they're so fucking melodic, dude. They're, Ooh, they're dude. fucking One awesome, of the most dude. melodic. Dude. Yeah. The, the Oncoming Storm. Yeah. The that's the album. album. That's the album that did it for me, man. That's the that's album that really like just yeah. put them on the map. Right. 
Those yeah, guys yeah. are a fucking duo, man. Yeah. Straight up. And you know, I mean, I, I wasn't too like I tell you, I'm not fond of the that. I don't even like the name, the American, the new wave of American heavy metal. But I think it was uh, easily uh, a successor to new metal. You know, like I think it was the the result of of having so much new metal. I think the new wave of American heavy metal was kind of like the next logical step to kind of uh, distance itself from that kind of style of music. You know, um, I actually think they were. Around the same time, uh, I, I call it the second wave of uh, of metalcore, because of, of, of um metallic hardcore should I say you know, because metallic hardcore was just all in the nineties uh, and in the two thousands like Killswitch Engage and well the way I kind of see it was melodic death metal was going on in Europe, there's yeah. a lot of metalcore bands going on too, and I think bands listened some people listened to, to both <laughs> so they so just combined the style so you see a lot of like. D beat stuff in metalcore yeah, yeah. with at the gate riffs on top. So right. I think that that's why a lot of these bands forge. Like I think uh, like um, a kill switch. Do you think uh, Shadows Fall certainly would be one? Oh, too, definitely, right? yeah, definitely, definitely one of the first ones for sure. Of a second yeah, they. Are, I think they are one of the first ones for sure. Yeah, I can. Sure. I can put I can that. Say. Maybe Shadows first Fall. and a, a second wave. You know, um, yeah. a lot. Of, a lot yeah. of those bands sounded like first wave, and then they just somehow just influenced the entire um, second wave of metalcore. You know, so. Hmm. I know Lamb of God has probably the shouldn't be included in there. I think, or you know, they have a different, completely different sound. Yeah, they do uh, have a completely different they're sound. They're super but, groovy, you know. I mean, but I feel like some people might put them in the same aspect, but they kind of like grew out of it. I would put them in there. Yeah, I'll put them in there because if you ever see any of their shows, it's a split crowd of metalcore people yeah. and a metal. Uh, well, like, because of Randy, right? Cause he's he's yeah. a hardcore fucking punk. I mean, that's all he fucking listens to is. He doesn't listen to metal. He he's been very open about it, saying he fucking hates metal. <laughs> so <laughs> I just thought that was funny, and he's he's in lab of God. Well, you know, going back to how their um, a crowd is, you know, you see metal guys and then like hardcore guys, and they're always yeah. getting into a fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You always see that, you know. And yeah. I, I think they're one of the they're perfect to put in there. I think, but they de- definitely don't uh, sound like that now. But definitely at some point they were important, you know. So. Yeah. All right. So I guess you're done. <laughs> I guess so. I, I don't know. All right. So, uh, uh, I'm Diego uh, again. So the way I got into, I guess, listening to metal, I got into it like my dad has like a whole bunch of vinyls. Yeah. My dad's from Juarez. Do you, uh, do you still have them, or do, do you? Well, the funny around? funny thing about that is that uh, when uh, when my dad when when my parents moved here to El Paso. Uh, my dad gave away his records no. to a friend, yeah. to a good friend of his, and uh, and uh, f- I guess he felt the need that he didn't need them anymore or anything because he was moving here and he had to give up a lot of stuff, yeah. uh, that sort of sense. But then uh, me and my brother, uh, my older brother, we kind of like, as we started getting a little bit older around like, I was around eight nine years old he's uh, about three years older than i am he was like uh i want to say around 12 13 years old around that age yeah uh we started watching a lot of uh like behind the music on vh1 oh yeah dude yeah and uh we watched like uh molly crew behind the music poison behind the music the ozzy osbourne behind the music even the metallica behind the music um and initially, that's what really, like, got me into, like, listening to, watching those. 
This is like what, maybe nineteen ninety seven, ninety around there. Was that? Am I yeah, to the, that? towards the late nineties, it started to. Uh, yeah, like nineteen ninety seven, around that time when uh, VH one would put that up, and then also um, during that time, I got introduced to like a lot of new metal, um, uh, Orgy, Corn, of course, Limp Bizkit, right. Um, Deftones. Deftones and uh, I guess oh, of course like you put Out of Fear Factory in there um, nobody has um, um, Godflesh in there right? no <laughs> well Godflesh came way later Early. for me for <laughs> oh, me for, you. for me yeah. uh, when I started listening to Godflesh but uh, <laughs> that's how I started getting introduced to that and then um, I guess my dad started noticing like uh, my dad would like for some reason like he would like quiz us when, <laughs> when we would pick up my mom from work yeah. we'd be listening to radio and then he'd be like who's this and he'd be like Rush yeah. and he'd started getting us into listening to Rush and then uh, Black Sabbath yeah. uh, Led Zeppelin stuff like that and he started like getting us into it so <laughs> he realized like hey like I have like vinyls and what is still that my friend still has and my brother started like egging him on like hey like I want these vinyls so one day he took us to Juarez and we listened to his Van Halen records his uh Dio records oh Rainbow no yeah, way Rainbow. yeah he's, fucking Rainbow yeah dude. Rainbow uh of course uh, uh Black Sabbath I mentioned them and then uh Uriah Heep dude stuff like that yeah um he liked the good stuff, dude. Yeah, he had a bunch of stuff. But funny thing about that is that he said he had a lot more, but he used to get like pissed drunk and listen to his records outside, and guys would like come by and steal his records. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> so I'm like, damn. Like I don't know how much more he would have had. Yeah, him. he has a Iron Maiden's Number of the Beast. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, man, stuff like that, and then um. You know, it just kind of grew from that. I yeah. I would say like my first start into getting into metal was definitely hair metal. Yeah. Uh, hair metal and yeah. new metal, getting into that. I actually really like hair metal. A lot of people tease. I love hair uh, metal. I think it's fucking great. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah, I love hair metal. Like to this day, like if anyone tells me like, oh yeah, it's like, dude, I love hair metal. Like I don't I don't care what you say. It's cool. But I I yeah. I dig it and I back hair metal to this day. You have to at least appreciate it. <clears throat> Look. It, I think it's the same uh, idea of maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe maybe we'll see. I don't know my theory. I like David David Lee Roth era Van Halen, yeah, because he had a cool voice. He's fucking weird, wild. He could he probably he could probably kick your ass because he's like you know he's what like is, a kung fu. What is he? Yeah, yeah he's, yeah, a, he's yeah. a guru, right? He's like yeah. fucking. I don't know what uh, uh, what his what he practices, but he's you know apparently like a he does really good. Of- yeah, yeah, he does some kind of like um, um, karate or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, something yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know what discipline he's yeah. does, but I mean, yeah, it's that. And and, and then he's he's fucking crazy. He did those fucking splits, you know. You know, he probably did every fucking drug out there or whatever. It doesn't matter. But he was like more of a rambunctious, just fucking very happy, talkative. He'll talk your ear off, right? You you heard him on Rogan, right? Like he's fucking cool, man. And then you have Sammy Hagar when it came more serious, focused on the writing and the songwriting, you know. And I was like, all right, that's cool. But I feel like the whole glam scene, the whole glam scene was kind of like, you know, a little bit of David Lee Roth. Oh, <laughs> Just kind of spread out, you know what I mean? Kind of like and, sprinkled across Yeah, everything. sprinkled across the, 
LA, you know, that. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> like, th- like, that's initially how I got into it, and then I just never let it go from there after yeah. that. Um, I got into listening to a lot of hardcore bands, a lot of hardcore punk bands, and then, like, obviously, like, just listening to a lot of uh, death metal. Like, even then, like, mm-hmm. I mentioned it earlier when we were having a conversation before this. Uh, yeah. Me and my brother used to get those uh, BMG music and... Uh, the catalogs. Yeah, the catalogs that they send you over the mail where it's like, pick 10 CDs for one cent. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, dude, like, they, they had that. Yeah, they had... Um, it was the, a... The, the idea that you'd get your CDs, but then you had to subscribe to their... to their, a membership to them. Oh, and, then, and then you'd get uh, more after that. Awesome. Yeah, so yeah. off of that, like, I... I learned, I listened to a lot of bands because I had the opportunity to select albums yeah. that really weren't accessible to me at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it could it was an opportunity for me to take advantage of it because if I heard a metal band's name yeah. and I then I never listened to them and I saw their name on there, it gave me the opportunity to like just order their right. CD. So right. with that, I listened to I I listened to Napalm Death. I listened to uh, Six Feet Under. Fuck yeah. Uh, Hold on. Do you like Six Feet? Um, I like Haunted, but that's about it. It stops stops there with me. Yeah, I think Haunted and... um, What's the second album? Worst? No. Uh, Uh, They had that... uh, Is it Worst coming? No, that's the name of the song. They had that album... um, Was it called... uh, Was it Warpath or... Yes, the second album, Warpath. Yeah, that's I like the first two. Um, The third one... With that brain and shit like that. Maximum violence. Maximum violence. I like some songs, but that's when it started losing me because Chris Barnes' vocals started going really screechy. He's one of of the worst vocalists I've heard. Early on, he's awesome. Early. He's awesome. changed, And he completely changed, dude. Oh, well, I mean, obviously the Cannibal albums, I think, are outstanding with him. But his... Screech, uh, I yeah, can't I'm not, I'm not done for his screech yeah, either. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was, it hurts. That's exactly how he sounds. It hurts, dude. Like, I remember I had it on, I'm like, I, like, I had to turn it down. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I can, I listen to like the early, like Six Feet Under stuff. Yeah. But, you know, like going back to like, the, I that's how I got introduced to it. Yeah. And then, um, like my first Sepultura album, I ordered it from there. And when yeah. I ordered the, that, um, not even a Max Cavalera album. I ordered um, Soulfly. No, 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 no. It was that Sepultura album when they had just got in. Uh, what's his name? Danny Green. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's against. The, it was against that first album. Yeah, that against first album the, with him. Yeah. Oh, that era's bad, dude. It's fucking sick ass. I, I couldn't do it. And no? I listened to it, and I was like, ah, oh, nah. But then, like. I, I wasn't aware like I obviously at that time like I didn't know my knowledge on Sepultura but then as time went on I was like wait a minute like there was two brothers and Max is a singer and Max is a singer for Soulfly and I put <laughs> you it started together. doing the math yeah. yeah and I started putting it together <laughs> and then uh, like I started listening to like Schizophrenia yeah. and um, you're going into Bini- mad detail yeah. about how you got into this shit Jeez. it was you want me to stop go, no, no, no. no. <laughs> go ahead go ahead <laughs> Jesus man but you know like cause Marco is being a dick over here imagine <laughs> but you know and I started like listening to like all that stuff and right. uh, you know uh, Beneath the Remains and 
you know, just the rest is history, and here I am. So like, it fucking snowballed after that. Yeah, it just went into like a ton of other stuff, and fuck yeah, here I am now. You yeah. know, you know, like, you know, you know that, now. there can't be any snow here. You know that, right? Yeah, it just keeps. Look, it's <laughs> super crazy because it just keeps going. Like I'll talk to Marco, and he'll tell me like. Have you heard this band? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, nah, dude. He's like, they're so fucking good. You know? And then, like, for example, like, when, I, when I've when i talked to you, you yeah. you introduced me to Fight Night Orchestra. Yeah. And I had never heard them. And I I listen to them, like, a lot now. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just an endless thing. It just keeps going yeah. and going. I think, you know, that's one of the main themes that I think that I'd like to keep with, with the podcast is uh, definitely sharing music sharing new music and uh even even if it may be new to us at one point but it's cool to share it because it could you could probably do the same thing to somebody else you know and and man we don't know if someone is having that fucking bad of a day that if they check out that band that day all of a sudden it brightens up their fucking week and whatever you know what i mean i think that's cool yeah um i actually the first guy that i could recall doing that i won't say his name on here but he, I, I met him um, um, in high school, and he's. I, I hate that he was my introduction um, to Neurosis, but he was wearing an Enemy of the Sun shirt, dude. Yeah. And I was like, man, what, what the fuck is that band, you know? Yeah. And uh, I remember going to high school one day. I was 14 with my um, Pig Destroyer shirt on. He's like, that's <laughs> a, a, a cool band, dude. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm like, this guy probably knows shit. And then yeah. so when I saw him with his uh, Neurosis shirt, I, I looked it up, and I was like, man, this band fucking blows. Because at, <laughs> at the time, I was into like... Grind. I wanted to hear some like mortician, like some yeah. just some heavy shit. Right. So when I heard a sun that never sets, right, I was like, bro, this shit sucks. You know, that's and, uh, early too. No, uh, that was like mid discography neurosis. Yeah, mid neurosis. Uh, there was actually a DVD that went along with it, and it had every song had a music a video to it. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, uh, that actually. Um, so that guy was actually. So if you could, uh, without going, um. Without making this too complicated, my best friend at the time, uh, his brother was best friends with that guy, so he left his DVD there. His um, oh, okay. I, I, that, I never sets on, on DVD there. So when you try to navigate the DVD, there's no words on it. It's just like um, symbols, and oh, it shit. was confusing for me. So I, I, so at first I would click on random music videos and shit, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, that's some boring ass shit. There's no double bass. There's no tremolo picking. <laughs> there's none of that shit. But because I hated it so much, yeah. I ended up. Loving it. Um, it opened me up to an entirely new world of music. Right. Cult of Luna, all these bands, you know, right. Giant. Um, not the um, um, 80s hair metal band. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, like, uh, <laughs> fucking, like, all these other bands, dude, you know. Um, but because of this guy, but this guy was stingy with his music. And I would always try to look Fuck, at what he was like. yeah. And, th- and then he had his iPod. Yeah. His iPod, so I would kind of peek at what he would be listening to. And he'd go like this. He kind of, like, uh, turn away from me. Like, uh, yeah. he tried to um, um, hide it and shit. So uh, I guess he was he, he he didn't want people to listen to what he was hearing and shit whatever he was super stingy with his music and it was all, so always so obscure with it but I hate that he was my introduction to like yeah. bands that I love now you know it's funny because actually I used to be like that like you were oh, the stingy guy I was the fucking asshole dude <laughs> and I'm like go fucking listen to it on your own and again the reason uh, the reason for me was because. Uh, I, I know I've stated this many times in the podcast, but uh, I didn't have anybody to show me anything. You know, I, I I bought metal magazines, so I bought Metal Maniacs, I bought Brave Words and Bloody Knuckles, Terrorizer, 
I bought uh, all these magazines and I would learn from that or uh, buy CDs, right? And just like you did. Uh, and the pictures, they're wearing band shirts, you know? And I'm like, oh, who are these guys? And I'd go do, and i go look for them or whatever, Fuck whenever yeah. I had a chance, you know? Yeah. And uh, the the biggest thing, and I think, I think still for people who are younger and I would say in their teens right now, the biggest thing that I would fucking highly recommend is, uh, well, shit, now they have Apple Music and Spotify and YouTube, right? But what I would do is like, all right, I'm going to go to the mall, right? I go to the mall. I go to the F- FYE or we go to uh, all that music here, which is a local shop. And um, I would have like 20 bucks, right? And back then, that was like enough for one album, for one CD. Yeah, they're like so, eighteen ninety. Yeah, they were they were like be expensive. You yeah, know? and sometimes yeah. you'd buy a fucking dud, and that fucking sucked, yeah, dude. Yeah, like that would so piss bad. me off. Especially like when you get caught up. Uh, I didn't mean to in- interrupt here. No, no, that's fine. But uh, like, because back in the day, like you'd go to like uh, records or like CDs. Like it went, well for my time, it was like really big on CDs. Yeah. Uh, and I would just like skim through like all like the metal CDs and an FYE yeah. yeah. so, and sometimes yeah. Yeah, the headstand. there's a, a local place here like CD Warehouse yeah they used to be here like back in the day or Warehouse Music right yeah I remember uh, that. here and I used to go all the time and whatever album art that I would saw uh, that I would see that would just like just looks like super fucking yeah. cool you know and then I would just like pick it out and I sometimes I had some duds on there like, like dude, this, this sucks. Yeah, I I can't believe like I just made my dad spend like that fucking seven sucks. like eighteen bucks on, on this. this on this shitty album. Yeah. Do yeah. Do you remember? Um, okay, so people don't uh, believe me with this shit, but uh, yeah. I went to FYE at one time. One of the first CDs I ever bought was Iowa from uh, a Slipknot, you know whatever. And yeah. uh, dude, I bought that for like sixty five bucks, dude. I'm not even kidding. what the what? I'm, not, I'm not even kidding, dude. It was like a deluxe. Fucking, I'm not, I'm not kidding, dude. 65 fucking bucks, dude. I wait. Yeah, and people don't believe me that I'm probably just like, um, um, imagining that or, you know, some bullshit. <laughs> what did uh, it come with? I think it came with two CDs. What was the second one? Uh, I, I don't wait. remember. Like a blank CD? They yeah. just like tossed it in there like, <laughs> oh, and uh, a disclaimer, I stutter super bad, so I'm fucking sorry if you can't hear this because, you know, yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> That's all good. But no, but, uh, no, yeah, dude, uh, yeah, it was a sixty-five bucks. Um, uh, that was the second CD I ever bought. The first one was God Hates Us All. Okay. I oh, bought that man. one, and that, that that one got me into a lot of shit. I, yeah. I love that era of Slayer just because uh, it's new metal. No, you know I can't. Even, it, okay, people will say it's it's new metal sounding, and it probably is, but it sounds like a, a hardcore band now, like a fucking. It sounds very a contemporary hardcore now. Okay, you I never I mean? really paid much attention to that. I mean, again, I told you I'm not a big fan of, yeah. of Slayer, anyways. So like I. I mean, early stuff, certainly, but not oh, the later stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that that album sounds like a modern-day hardcore band, dude. Straight up. So It's funny that you mentioned the, the album, the first album that you got. Uh, first album that I ever bought with like my own money was definitely uh, a Bush 16 Stone. Fuck yeah. Bush, Bush 16 Stone, and I still listen to that album like all the time. But that's the first album like I ever bought like on Is my own. Right? Yeah, like, that's the first album I ever bought like on my own that... Uh, it wasn't gifted to me or my dad didn't buy it for me. Like, I got it, like, with money that was given to, like, Christmas money or something. Yeah. To say. Crazy. And I went out and I, like, bought 16 Stone. That's pretty cool. I, I had that CD, too. Yeah. I don't know what happened to it, though. 
it probably got like really scratched up or something. It's been years. Bush, right? You know mm-hmm. what's funny is I didn't know who Bush was until I watched on um, 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 Watchmen, dude. <laughs> until that guy came on there, right? Fucking actor. He comes out in Watchmen. Yeah, he's um he Get plays it? Adrian, right? Yeah. Wait, isn't it? Or am I confusing? Constantine. Was it, was it yeah, it was Constantine. He came out in Constantine. Yep. Yeah. Oh, there, there you go, Constantine. I thought it was a Watchman, dude. So there's somebody. I think he comes out in Watchmen too. No, I might be fucking wrong. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I like uh, there was an actor that came out in a movie, and I remember hearing the word uh, the, the, the name um, 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 Bush. And I remember hearing him. Oh, this is pretty cool. And then after after that, I was acquainted with him. You know whatever. But uh, I wasn't really into him that way. You know. Well, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool though. I, I mean, they're wrong they have. I mean. I mean, when I had it, I enjoyed the shit out of that CD too. The same 16th song, man. So, yeah. So, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, it, to kind of make up for that though, if you buy a dud, I think for me, the, the safe, the safest route, you know, you have 20 bucks and I would go and I would look for Metal Blade or um, Nuclear Blast or some Century Media, probably my favorite. Yeah. And I would, I would find the CD samplers. So I'd go to the sampler section, right? And I would buy them. They were like $6 a pop or $5 a pop. Some of them were even cheaper. Some of them were like 2 bucks, Really cheap. So you would go home. Well, I would go home with like four CDs with for $20. It's badass. And then after that, you're like, fuck yeah. Like you start figuring out, oh, there's record labels. And sometimes they have a certain distinct set of bands that kind of follow the, you know, yeah. whatever kind of sound that they want or whatever. There's like a certain roster, yeah. you know what I mean? So I started fi- figuring that out and I thought that was really cool that um, there's st- a lot of stuff like that out there. And it's it's the cheapest way to like... Re- Relapse is yeah. one of those two. Yeah, Contaminated like, series. Yes. That was one of the, the first ones that I had ever heard, actually. Yeah, and uh, sometimes you, they, you'd get them in like, uh, like magazines. Like you'll get like a little... Yeah, so, in the back of them, yeah. Uh, Brave Words and Bloody Knuckles was the one that I used to buy. Yeah, and they had that. It was a little bit more expensive. It was like, I think it was uh, like ten dollars. Yeah. Versus the six dollars for like you know. Yeah, Metal and Maniacs. like when you mentioned like the sampler CDs, like sometimes like, uh, I would say like in two thousand four, like two thousand five, that's when I started getting more into like uh, I guess like hardcore music, mm-hmm. and uh, there's labels like uh. Uh, what's it called? Eulogy Records, and then Victory Records was big at the time, and then uh, Victory. Yeah. Uh, was it Hydra? Was it Hydra Head? Was that one of one of the bigger ones too? No? Hydra Head was Hydra. not. Well, they, they were not a big label. They were just kind of like, uh, I don't know. Uh, were they? I don't just... know how to. Really, they they just signed the most experimental bands, but in terms of popularity, I don't think it was a very popular label. Yeah, I don't really, think they were very well known. But during that during that time, like. If I were to order a shirt from a certain band, like they would send you like, mm. like the sampler CDs, yeah, like, yeah with yeah, your yeah, shirt, yeah. and then you'd be like, "Oh man, like there's all these other bands that are on there that yeah. you really never take the chance to listen to, and yeah. then you listen to it, and then you get into it." You right. Know? One of the first ones that I had ever heard, well, um, my uncle had this CD, um, like collection, or whatever, with a, a bunch of bands, dude, and I remember being a, a catholic at the time heavy a catholic kid you know whatever and i remember just like seeing all this like album art that was like scary as hell for the time and i was like man this shit is little fucking sick and i hear the music <laughs> and i'm like this music is badass but i shouldn't be hearing this i'm all like a catholic you know this, 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 whatever, you know. but yeah. anyway one of those cds was uh death is just the beginning uh 
part two and three yeah. he had. It's nuclear blast, right? Uh, I'm not too sure, but yeah. I remember it had a lot of uh, Death Doom bands on there. It had, uh, it had the like a cemetery. Yes. Stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. that's that's nuclear blast. So those were the first uh, compilations I ever heard, yeah. and I remember I didn't know any of those bands on there, and yeah. I would always skip it into the Cradle a Filth song. What is it? Um, um, Black Metal. Yeah. I would always fucking hear that shit, dude. <laughs> and I was like, fuck yeah, that's a badass song. I didn't yeah. know later on it was a cover. Um. But that those um, compilations got me into shit yeah. later on, you know. And those were badass because those were double discs. Oh fuck yeah! That's why I like the that is just the beginning series, and uh, they, they had a lot of good ones. And um, I know at one point, uh, I I remember I think Death was on there too, the band Death. Death was, it was on there. On there. Uh, um, I think during um, ah, what album? I forgot. Symbolic. No, it was after that. <clears throat> oh, well, their last album. Yeah. But yeah. I really liked uh, those. I don't know. I mean, it was one of those things where you get more bang for your buck if you fuck up. I mean, well, it's only like five or six bucks. They were not that expensive. At the most, ten. You know, they're not too expensive. And you get a variety for sure. And There's some badass yeah. bands on there. There's some gems on there. of like. There's bands on there that broke up. First album just never made another one again, you know, whatever. Uh, but, like, there's some badass. There, there's some, like, some jewel bands in there for mm. sure. Um, in terms of like that, they were fucking badass bands, but they right. don't make music now. You know, they just only had one album. Yeah, that's kind of that kind of sucks. Every once in a while, I'll go back and uh, I'll go on eBay and check out to see if like if I can find them. And, yeah. and they're still cheap, man. You know, fuck yeah, they're, they're pretty cheap. It it also depends on the guy who sells them because a lot of them are just guys trying uh, to make sure. It's like this is a sixty dollar vinyl. I'm like, bro, I saw that somewhere else for ten. You know, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a cool dude over here at the uh, the Bronco. Uh, at the the swap meet here mm-hmm. on Alameda, and he has a really cool store. And he like well his uh, little little, wood, little boutique. Yeah. He has a lot of cool vinyl there, and okay. he has that and reasonably priced. And he has a lot of good metal albums there. And he has, um, I think I I really wanted to get fuck what was it? I don't know if it was Thin Lizzy or. It was Deep Purple. This is one of the Deep Purple live albums in Tokyo, and uh, but yeah, but he has good prices. They're like they range between fifteen and thirty, and usually the thirty are the picture discs, like uh, reissued. You know, very nice and, and pretty. Yeah. Uh, usually those are the ones that are more expensive. Okay. But you know, I, I I'm I'm barely starting to get into that whole thing, um, and I'm finding out that it's expensive <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to collect. So. Uh, <laughs> it's super expensive. It's, it is, a, yeah. it's a hobby you don't want to. That's yeah. a rabbit hole for sure, to say the yeah. least. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's rewarding if you really, if you really see it that way. But for yeah. me, it's like, bro, I, I, I'd rather collect my favorite bands and just have that collection because if I continue every band I like, I mean, I could fill a fucking yeah. whole house, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. It, it's it's that. Uh, I don't know what the fuck it was a movie, or a show, where this dude says that he can't do. The whole SM shit, having to buy chains and whips and all that shit because then he'd go fucking broke buying everything that he'd, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like for me with, with vinyl and wanting to collect and all that shit, it's like I want to buy an amplifier so I could put, I want to get uh, tower speakers. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And put an amplifier, an actual tube amp Fuck amplifier yeah. to hook up the speakers to and maybe a sub or whatever. And it's like, the speakers themselves individually are like six to eight hundred dollars, because I, I like getting uh, Klipsch. I think Klipsch is like the best 
sound, uh, some of the best sounds out there. Especially these two, they're computer speakers, and they have a sub. I have a sub over there, but they, the fucking sound is tremendous. It's tremendous, <laughs> Joe Rogan. It's tremendous, and <laughs> cocksucker. No, but, but yeah, like the sounds awesome, dude. Like the fucking the tower, you know. But they're expensive, and and, and the freaking amplifier, it's like another eight hundred dollars. You know what I mean? So like, just to want to get a, the the fucking sound that you want, powerful, yeah, yeah, sure. shake the wall sound. It's it's it comes with a price, you know what I mean? But I mean after that it should be smooth sailing, you know. I also don't like the idea of being bound to so many items. Like I want to be able to move around without having to fucking have so much shit with me, mm, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. So let's do the the news the news segment, which is not really the news. I, I just that's what I'm just calling it for right now. So new, new uh, Dark Tranquility album is gonna come out November twentieth. I think there's already a. Uh, Tour dates for next year, which I can't fucking wait. I think I'm going to hit Phoenix. Okay. Uh, I think it's in August or September. Right. But they're going to do a fall a fall tour. Uh, and it's not it's obviously hotter than hell in Phoenix at that time still. But I think that's the closest one. I don't want to go to Austin. Um, I love Austin, but I'd rather go to Phoenix just because I think it's... Is six hours closer? Yeah, it's a lot closer. It's a lot closer, it's closer, closer plus yeah. uh, it's on a Monday... No, no, it's on a Sunday, so I would only probably miss one day at work. <laughs> so I'll probably yeah, go Saturday, yeah, hang good. out, <laughs> you know, hang out Saturday, hang out and leave on Monday, all crudo, you know. Yeah. And then yeah, so it should and be the worst driving the heat. Jesus oh, Christ. dude, it's I've done it. And it's uh, I was like almost puking. It sounds fucking. It terrible. fucking sucked. Yeah. Uh, so all right. So Dr. Quillity new album, November twentieth, uh, at the gates. New album coming in the spring, which I know I can't fucking wait. Yeah, because to drink from the night itself. Um, when they did a tour on that one, I got to see them with uh, Behemoth and Jeez, I bet you uh, dude. Um, Wolves in the throne room Ooh. opened, and I loved how they, they blessed the stage with like the sage, like <laughs> Agalok. When I saw Ag- Agalok, did the same thing. Uh, John, he went and he like burned uh, all this like. These herbs and uh, made you know just kind of good vibes for the show, yeah. and the fucking whole venue smelled of this fucking sage and it was like pretty, it was pretty cool man I liked it and uh, um, but yeah you know the new album's coming out for at the gates. Uh, That's one band that can't do wrong. I feel like they're yeah they're important. I feel like yeah absolutely. I feel like any album they release, there's ripoffs of that of that certain album. Kind of like how Suffocation is. Every every album Suffocation had released. There was always they always influenced an era of yeah. death metal bands that try to sound like that or try to emulate other sound and I feel like At the Gates is that band for mm-hmm. a melodic a death metal you know so yeah, yeah I think so too I mean that's one of the their them and Dark Tranquility and Flames had a certain sound from the beginning the Gothenburg scene fuck yeah they had that distinct sound and unfortunately in flames went a different direction <laughs> it's all uh, good i think uh, <laughs> dark tranquility kind of did too in a little bit um electronic more yeah you know yeah. um i like their old stuff i have a uh, one of my uh, jiu-jitsu uh, 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 coaches he likes them a lot every album that they've released right yeah so one day i'm kind of like i'm sparring and stuff whatever and i hear this <laughs> song and it's kind of it's like energy you know whatever <laughs> yeah and, they're in, and, I, and yeah. I and i stop yeah. And I'm and I'm laughing, dude. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, it's like um, tranquility. I'm like, no yeah. way. He's like, yeah. yeah. 
And dude, I don't know, just made me laugh the whole fucking time hearing it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was um, the projector album and the second second song I think they're in. And actually, it took me a long time to acquire that album, dude. The the projector album because yeah. it I don't know why, but it was always fucking sold out. I couldn't order it. And then finally, who had it? Reliable fucking headstand, dude. Oh, yeah. The headstand had it, and it was, like, used for, like, $7. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Okay, that's it. Excuse me. And, yeah, so I was, like, happy. The reason I even heard of that, that was my first introduction to them, was that song, Doberman, that's on that album, towards the end. And that was my first introduction to to Dr. Quilly. It was in in a sampler. Uh, I think it was a Century Media sampler. And I was like, fuck, I got to get this. And it took me forever to find it. I'm telling you, man. But I think when they started to evolve and they started to add more those electronic elements, especially on Haven, when that album came out. Clean vocals, too. Oh, yeah. You started hearing them go into, diving deep into that yeah. sound. And it was cool. I started I started enjoying it. I was, I was okay with it, you know? I could appreciate you know? it for sure, yeah. you know? But I think, man... It was game over. When they released Damage Done, fucking game over, dude. They were back, and they were like, dude, they were top dogs after that, dude. I think. They're a cool band, yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait for the new album. Um, so the new Arian album is obviously out now, Transit- Transitus. Uh, so if you guys are, uh, as he says, Arianautics or Arianauts, check out that new album. Um I know two albums had birthdays this week, or last week. So, uh, Rest in Peace, Megadeth turned, I think, 30. And then Iron Maiden's Power Slave turns 36. So, it's like uh, the dirty 30s, you know what I mean? Yeah, Diego yeah, mentioned yeah. something about um, how Typo had um, an, an oh, anniversary yeah. too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typo Negative's uh, World Coming Down turns 21, I think. This One year. of the best fucking albums ever, too. Yeah. In my, that in album my opinion. Out, what, 1999? The, uh, the uh, cover art, is that a specific place like New York or something like that? I think it's Brooklyn, isn't it? Yeah, is I it? think it's Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. It's like, because it's like a river, no? And then it's like... It's like the, the bridge. That's where they're from, so yeah. 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 I, I mean, mind. that makes, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. of course. Yeah. Negative, he's though. fucking fu- dude has uh, have you seen some of the interviews with Peter oh yeah, he's, dude, he's fucking <laughs> funny dude he's yeah the dude he's, don't care though. and you know you can't tell if he's being serious or not either or he's just fucking around with you man I like, feel like that's why I love um, um, Typo because I feel like uh, I feel like when you listen to their music yeah uh, I feel like you didn't need to know Peter Steele to see how he was when you see his interviews you kind of see it in his music like he sings about <laughs> serious shit sarcastic shit yeah he sh- his how he is when he's not playing is exactly how he is when yeah. he's playing. You know? I so. honestly think a lot of that has to do from him being from Brooklyn or from Probably, being from being you know? over there. Yeah, yeah that uh, the whole attitude of it, and his accent is so fucking thick too, man. But, but yeah, rest in peace turns thirty. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know about that. It's, uh, it's a uh, obviously if those all those albums are, are, I still think timeless. You know what I mean? Yeah, Power Slave is a. Really great album from Iron yeah, Maiden, though. Yeah. That's one of their. Uh, I want to say like one of their better Bruce Dickinson albums. That's I think that I think a lot of people really yeah like really go towards album. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got a lot of cool, a, a lot of fucking great songs. But I mean, um, I don't know. I I can't really. 
I like that album, but I can't like all the albums. Like I can't yeah. really. Uh, Iron Maiden puts on a really good live show though. Yeah, like, I saw them. Um, when did I see them? Two thousand two, three. Yeah, I saw them two thousand three when they had just released uh, Brave New World. Yeah. Well, uh, Dio and Motorhead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, was that there. was a fucking beautiful dude, show. Dude, Motorhead I almost, was I cried, so dude. loud. Yeah, man. Motorhead was so loud. <laughs> I even told my brother, I was like, yeah. Motorhead is so loud right now. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it was Motorhead, Dio, and Iron Maiden on that one. I actually got sick with Motorhead. You got uh, sick? Yeah, literally sick. Like, the second time they played, they played with, uh, I think it was Testament and Judas Priest, right? And I was up front, and Mickey D starts playing. Um, he had a drum solo, and then he starts playing Overkill. So, right? He starts getting into it, and I'm up front, and the speakers, you know, like they're all there, and it's like fucking hitting me in the chest and yeah and i had i had uh i had a a beer because it was expensive and i could feel something coming up oh (laughs) yeah and so like i had this like burpy foamy stuff going on it was disgusting dude and i had to like uh i had to go back i was like in the front i'm like fuck this i'm gonna throw up dude (laughs) so i went to like the the middle and i was like oh it, it, it stopped, you know? So. You just thrown up on the guy in front of you yeah, and just, yeah. like, Jesus. said, Metal! <laughs> metal, bro! Metal, bro! You, you can't hear like, shit. Yeah, he, would, he wouldn't know what happened to him. <laughs> I wonder if that has to do with anything with, like, the brown note, you know? Like, yeah. people say there's um, a brown note, correct? Right. Like, they, they play so low that yeah. it makes you shit. I wonder if that's something with the double bass that people get that if they're all oh, fuck, they're gonna throw up, you know? It's just, shit. I think it's just a shaking, dude. Probably. And Probably. the consistency, because that motherfucker... If you, if you just the double bass on on overkill, yeah, man, yeah. Like, it's fucking uh, yeah. That that was yeah. powerful stuff, dude. But that's de- definitely one of the better shows that I've gone to. Uh, happy to say that I've seen Motorhead live. And Dio, right? Because Dio and Dio, too. I, wish I could say that. That's fucking yeah. Sick. And yeah. Dio, like, I, I remember <laughs> after that, like my dad was like, he always rags on me he's just because it was me and my brother, and yeah. he just like to this day like. My kids saw Dio, and I never saw him. And his I most achieved moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, and I introduced him to Dio, like all super mad and stuff. I was like, yeah. Sorry, I will. I'll forget about them, Dad. I'll just forget about them now. I think that's something to be proud of, though. I mean, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. He no. does it. Yeah, dude. Just, Plus just, just tell him. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have known. Yeah, and that's nah, it. Hell no. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he won't, won't give us satisfaction. I'll, I'll throw it in his face and be like, I've seen Dio. You know <laughs> I discovered Dio myself, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> so something a little bit more absurd. Rob Halford working on a blues album. Uh, again, I was thinking, it's the weirdest fucking thing in the world. Um, I know I was talking about the two dudes from Ice Earth doing a excuse me uh, a Christmas, a album. Christmas album which to me that was fucking stupid as well oh my god because I don't like <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Christmas but even more absurd I think is Rob Halford working on a blues album um, I know what I mean it makes sense in terms of like his roots and that's what he he grew up with and it comes and, from that and, and, and yeah it comes from a lot of you know I'm not sure if he is from Birmingham also and uh, like Black Sabbath in, okay. in England but uh 
you know, I know he's certainly come, came up with uh, that that stuff. background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it makes sense, but I just can't see how it translates. You know, I don't understand how how it's probably his not. voice would translate to that. You know. Yeah, uh, he 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 probably learned. Uh, He's probably influenced by all that, like blues on the singers and stuff, you know. Um, uh, I've always appreciated Judas Priest, um, you know. Uh, I, I, uh, I've never been big on them, you know. But if he wants to do that, fucking do it, man. I mean, in terms of translating his voice, I can see how it could probably work, man, you know. Um, I guess we won't find out until it's out, you know. I mean, we are talking about Rob Halford, and he wanted to do an album with Ishan. From Emperor, it's fucking. Sick. And Why you know, not? at one point, you know what I mean. He was, which I think, still on the table. And thinking about him doing that, and then I was thinking about doing blues. That's like the literally the two extremes of, yeah. in music. And I, I mean, that in itself is fucking awesome. I think. Uh, I guess my whole uh, what the fuck moment is how his voice will translate to the whole blues thing. Yeah. And. Uh, I mean, again, maybe even early Judas Priest, Rockarola album. Uh, there's heavy, heavy blues in there. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it might work. There's, there's, um, there's a lot of bands that you hear that you wouldn't think uh, their voice would translate into other shit, or like how you hear about metal bands featuring this guy from this band, you know, and you know, you you can't really imagine their voice with certain bands, but I mean. Hey, it'll probably work, man. Um, mm-hmm. He 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 probably has such a diverse voice; he can do that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, he I mean, does. He definitely does have a diverse voice. It never hurts to try. You know. Yeah, exactly. Like, never hurts to try. And plus, the weirder, the better. I think sometimes you know, like yeah. just fucking try it. See how it sounds, man. Who? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Mike Patton uh-huh. from uh, Face No More. Like he dabbles a lot into like different genres mm-hmm. other yeah yeah so. he's he's got Mr. Bungle he's got Fantomas he's yeah, got yeah, so. he's got a bunch of different bands honestly I'm not a big fan because it's that's just not my um that's just not my cup of tea dude yeah uh, I know my a lot of my buddies are like it's like hardcore into them like insanely into them and actually their new album just came out today uh, Mr. Oh, nice. Mr. I, didn't even, I didn't even know that. Mr. Bungles just came I out I didn't today. even know yeah. that. Like, I just kind yeah. of tossed it out there. Yeah. And it's not bad. I mean, it's like they're going into more of the heavier route. Yeah, but which, it, you know. it would be really interesting seeing how Rob Halford does. And I mean, if it, if whatever he does flops, and I mean, at least we'll he's tried it. Yeah. <laughs> it's because like, I, I have like all these reservations because like he had, he, he did a Christmas album too. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. And and I was like, "Fuck, wait, no, my man, it's like <laughs> you're gonna waste our fucking time with this Christmas bullshit." Like, I hate. First of all, I hate Christmas music, and I'm not a yeah, fan right, of Christmas yeah. at all, right? But he did this really crappy Christmas album, and then I was like, "Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna uh, make another album. He's gonna come back. He's gonna be badass." And then he never did. He never did anything after that. And so now it's like a blues album. So I'm like, ah, fine. We'll see. We'll see how that translates. See what happens. Yeah. Blues are cool, though. I mean... Yeah. No, no, no. The genre itself is fine, yeah, but yeah, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just saying, like, him? Really? Like, yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, and, and, and again, I say it makes sense. I just want to hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just curious to see how it sounds. Um, so, move on to the next topic, and I think this is the one that we were kind of... I, uh, I don't know. You guys had different opinions on it. I... I'm like, whatever, because I think sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So the whole idea of bands um, changing the way they sound, uh, 
live or maybe even I mean it, okay let me preface it so it comes back from in flames doing Clayman and covering some songs from Clayman right and so the whole idea of of, of having this different sound um, and then you hear the new sound and it's like you hear the old original songs and it's kind of like man that was that sounds like shit dude it doesn't sound as great as it should and I wonder if they're going to be doing this more often, right? So the whole that whole thought came, and I was wondering, you know, should bands be allowed kind of to like to tinker with their sounds, especially when it comes to playing live? Um, and I know you you guys had some good yeah so thoughts on that uh, on that like I see it when it comes to that sort of thing. I see it as like, hey, it's their music. Uh, they could mess with it however they want. Exactly. If, if they're playing with it live, if they're playing their song live and maybe they want uh, their guitarist or whichever band wants to throw in like some crazy riffs in there that maybe he, did, he didn't get a chance to throw in there like in studio or something. Just, yeah. You know? And uh, if they want to do that, then by all means, like do it. Will it sound good? I don't know. But... It's their music. It, it's like, yo, like, maybe one day, um, for example, like, uh, you hear it a lot with bands. It's like, yo, like, they played this specific song, but they played it like this. And you're like, wait a minute, they didn't even play that song this way here. Like, they yeah. just played it straightforward, you know? And it's just kind of like, they maybe one day they'll have, like, oh, a special guest person there and maybe this person will sing this song like completely different who knows right um but it's all about like yo we're playing this live uh we don't have they don't really necessarily have to play like to the dot on how they have it on the album i know that's how we want to listen to it but you know if they want to toss something different in there then by all means do it like who am i to tell them what to do man right if it sounds good it sounds good if it sounds like crap then I'm gonna say it sounds like crap, and that's it. Right. There's much. a uh, there's a few things I feel like uh, I feel like a lot of music that's recorded doesn't translate very well being played live. Also, mm-hmm. I think that's something that's um, a variable. Mm. Um, and having to adjust the exactly. Um, yeah. okay. One thing that comes to mind now that you say that is a uh, um, uh, machine head with um, uh, with um, um, Davidian as a breakdown in the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such yeah. a hard breakdown, but when you hear it live now, modern day, contemporary day, should I say? Yeah. Um, it's fucking played all like on Doom style. It's not at the speed that it was when it was recorded. So that's another thing to keep in consideration. And now, now in terms of re-recording a band's music, just like how Diego said, that they can do whatever they want. I feel it's their music. Um, just like I said er, um, earlier, uh, before this, uh, um, 18 Visions. Uh, 18 Visions, mm. their Vanity album, uh, they recorded two songs, that they re-recorded two of those songs this year, I think, and uh, same album. Well, not same same album art, but the same concept, same um, um, color scheme and stuff. You know, um, those songs sound even better now. I feel like with the quality that they did it. So, yeah, man. I mean, for the most part, I, I agree with you guys. I, I think that's that's it's their music. So yeah, they should be yeah, allowed yeah. to. Um, and again, if it's gonna be good, we'll find out. I guess we'll see, right? Whenever, because <laughs> yeah. they translate sometimes, right? So it's like. Yeah. Uh, Metallica, live, uh, would sound way better. You know, Saint Anger songs would sound way better live than on the album. It, you know, uh, sorry to interrupt you on that, uh, but that also it, it's like 
it also takes away like you know sometimes you listen to an album right and uh you listen to it and you're not mm-hmm. you don't really like it too much but then you see the band live and you're like Oh shit! Yeah. Holy shit! I really like this band. Right? That happens a lot, yeah. It like it's just like live. It's just like it's the sound is different. Yeah. And then it, it, I mean I'm yeah. Guess you could put the two together. So right? what about um, this idea? And you know, since you're paying for it though, right? Yeah. So you're paying for a ticket or whatever. Sometimes, especially fuck now, like the going to Albuquerque, the live amphitheater. You're gonna spend at least sixty, eighty bucks, or at least eighty, maybe in some cases. Mm-hmm. Do you think in some of those cases when you're paying big bucks for some bands, <clears throat> is that still okay? Is that is that whole idea of, of them changing the sound still okay? You know what I mean? Because I, I, they have, at the one point you have to be professional, and at one point you got to do you as a band. And where does that? Where did? Where do they stop? You know what I mean? The line. Where where do they stop? Um, I think. You know, going back to that, uh, you know, like, they they should do what they want, man. Like, people, if you're going to go commit to see a band, uh, I feel like, I, I can't say you should be ready for anything, mm-hmm. but they have the freedom to do what the hell they want. Like, it's their music. <clears throat> you know, um, if you like a band that much, just be ready for anything, I guess, man. I think, that's what I was thinking. Like, if you know a band enough, then go. you should you know, know what you're getting yourself into. And, exactly. And if... Uh, like for example, who was it? Twist, Twisted Sister, for example. They're one of my fucking favorite bands of all time. They have, they did a lot of important things. They were, um, um, but the whole idea of when they'll play that we're not gonna take it right. Yeah. And they play variations of it. So well, what was gonna say that? <laughs> right. All right. So what was gonna say that? <laughs> Ilimon, right? So they they fucking change it. They always change it, and they have the crowd singing along and shit. And it's it's cool when and when it's fun and stuff like that. So I guess I can't be too much of a ball buster, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean that's fun. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's fun when when I mean I, don't, I like Twisted Sister, so but it's all good. yeah. And so <laughs> I think it's one of those things where yeah, I guess it just depends, right? I mean, it just it just it all depends on like how much of a yes man you are for a band man yeah. you know straight up like I mean obviously if you're gonna go watch fucking Eric Johnson or Joe Satriani or some shit or Ingwe Momsteam you know it's gonna be improvisation yeah you know there's gonna be different sounds so I mean in that case it makes sense right I just I just kind of uh, I think I think Inflames started giving me nightmares I think and that's just all it is <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. like they kind of fucked it up for me so I also think music uh, well at least for me is a very personal thing, you yeah. know, and mm-hmm. it should be expressed how you want it to express it. Mm-hmm. You know, it sh- you shouldn't really give a fuck about how people um, think about your music U- or whatever. Ultimately, I think bands need to have that mentality. Mentality, yep. and and unfortunately, I think, <clears throat> let's say Metallica. Yeah. I think they don't think about the the people. Oh, I think they do think about the people and what they think, and then they try. Uh, because I think when they did uh, Death Magnetic, they were like, we're going to go back to the original sound. Don't worry, guys. And and it's, certainly it was a, a, a way better than it's in anger. I just don't feel like... I feel like once a band, when a band loses that hunger, I think, especially them, when um, they don't have that hunger anymore, right? That drive, I think they lost it, dude. Yeah. 
They're just rich now. I think they just <laughs> lost that sound, right? That that yeah. that really that fucking drive. I think they lost it. And they're different people uh, now, and they've been altered yeah. by different shit, you know. Yeah, I think uh, it's insane, you know. But I mean, you know, we're we're lucky that we have the back catalog, and they're in, they're pr- okay. I'm not a big fan of the Beatles. But I. but so, they're so they're a huge influence to a lot of people. Yeah, I'm the I'm gonna say that probably those two influenced probably the more most amount of bands out there, collectively together mm-hmm. them too. Um, so I don't know. Do you think the music scene would be different without Metallica? I think it'd be. Uh, vastly fucking different it'd be vastly different I think metal wasn't meant for the mainstream I think people try to make it into the mainstream and first off it, it, it'll um, well I have my own opinion about that but uh, I feel like metal is going to be really hard to be to make a mainstream genre yeah, yeah. Um, I think Metallica went the furthest with it man yeah. you know um, yeah. for me specifically I think people can re- uh, well at least personally speaking one man's opinion I feel like uh I grew up angry with my with my um, speech impediment and shit, whatever, you know. I, I think uh, when I heard fucking bands like Slayer and I heard the guy screaming on the other, like, recording and shit, whatever, yeah. I, I understood that it was angry music. And I think for people that didn't grow up angry, it's really hard for them to relate to metal, angry music and yeah. shit like that, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I feel like people mostly won't, uh, they won't um, identify with it per se, you know. So I think it's going to be really hard for people to... Uh, make metal a mainstream thing but i'm a, i'm appreciative obviously of bands like metallica for m- making it that far you know yeah i think it's 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 outsider music you know? yeah, yeah, yeah for and sure. so any 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 sort of outsider when it comes to uh i i, I always go back to um uh, what was it the show the big bang theory mm-hmm. the big bang theory i think okayed being a nerd, being a nerd. Being, yeah, being okay. I feel that. You know, I and, and I feel like, um, you know, you used to get dudes, you know, I played football in high school, right? But I wasn't, I wasn't an asshole or whatever, a couple of years, whatever. And I'm like, it wasn't for me. Then I, <clears throat> but a lot of the jocks would be like, ah, oh, you're into that fucking satanic shit and whatever, right? You're, and you know, you're fucking homo and like, just a lot of stupid shit that they would fucking say, you know? And it's like, you don't fucking understand, dude, you, you know? It's outsider music, bro. You don't fucking get it. You don't even understand what you they're know. saying. Yeah. How can you yeah, listen to it? I get that a lot. I get that a lot all the time, actually. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I feel like, um, I don't really care. It sounds cool. Uh, it's, I, I identify it as angry music. It sounds angry. It sounds badass. And I think when you're involved in it, it's metal one thing that's kind of like, it's, it's never okay. There's never a gray area. There's always like, I either love it. I either hate it, you know, like it's, you <laughs> yeah. know, and I think that's most people, you know, like they don't like it, you know, and uh, um, obviously in Europe it's more accepting, you know, and stuff, whatever, but uh, I definitely feel like it's a love or hate thing for sure. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I think it's, uh, I, I think what's great though is that you could just, we can pack up and go to Europe and be normal, you know what I mean? Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Go to you, Scandinavia, you know, Sweden, Norway. And yeah, like, yeah. You won't be an oddball. Black button? <laughs> Black yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. I kept through the territory, I guess. That's what I, that's what I say. Definitely. You know I mean? But I think one of the cool things, though, is um, that makes it even better, the fact that no one, if the, 
the vast majority of don't understand it or get it. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And I think naturally, just because of the way the music is, it's never going to become as uh, mainstream as mainstream uh, liked as as hip hop or some right, shit like that. Right, yeah, yeah. For sure. and and um, I think very few bands will become household names. Certainly, Metallica has been a household name for a very long time. Um, and I think that's you know a good it's a good starter level I guess you know they're they're, it's a, they're a very, gateway band yeah they're very go. much yeah, yeah. very much yeah. a good gateway band you know I remember we did a uh, a question of like hey man I'm trying to get my girlfriend into metal and there's always those questions like in metal groups and stuff on Facebook or whatever and there's always a girl there's always somebody who's like I'm trying to get my uh, my girlfriend into heavy metal or I'm trying to get into metal and uh, what can you introduce me to right and it's like devourment you know and Something it's like mortician yeah, or, yeah, and no, it's like no, what the fuck yeah dude like, they're like all these dudes are like recommending all these fucking brands it's like no way dude like ease up man like and um I don't know I just thought that was funny yeah yeah no you can't it's like you're just really just putting it on there like listen to this like, you're just gonna turn them off right away yeah dude so like yeah, you're gonna scare them, man. Like, yeah, for real. Well, what would you say is your fir- is your perfect gateway band besides Metallica? Uh, I think the and I've I've gone on record with this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Pantera is the perfect gateway. Pantera, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Definitely like the more well known uh, names. Like I could understand like Megadeth too. Like Megadeth yeah. could also be like a good gateway band. I think you can make a fucking giant. Actually, that should be an episode. Uh, of gateway bands, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm, 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 I think uh, <laughs> we can probably make a huge list. There's, the, there's a, there's a big list now that yeah. I think about it. Yeah. Now that I opened up that door, I think there's yeah. a, there's a fucking big old list of yeah. bands you could definitely yeah, make. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I specifically chose uh, Pantera because of the sounds that they have, right? So like, and I've, I've always said this, and people are like, what? But if you listen to Cowboys from Hell, let's say for example. Phil's vocals are power metal-esque, you know? So, like, he's got he's hitting the highs, he's hitting falsetto, you know, he's doing all these different, you know? And then they're, they're groove at the end of the day, but that album, to me, is my favorite Pantera album, uh, Cowboys from Hell. And then you listen to, like, um, Vulgar Display of Power is completely fucking different. Although it yeah. continues on, but a little bit more darker path. Far Beyond Driven? Fucking... Totally fucking different yeah. from the other ones. It doesn't even sound the same. Like you don't even know it's the same band yeah. other than Phil. And then the Great Southern Trend Kill. I mean, just from the beginning when he's like, "Wow!" You know, Always starts beginning. off like it's yeah. in your face, dude. dude and that album. I mean, all I, I, I don't, I don't include their last album because I did not like that. Which is reinventing the Yeah, I did not like that album. You didn't. I mean, that one was a little bit tougher to get into, but yeah. I, I wouldn't consider it a bad album. But yeah. if I'm Grouping them all, that would be the one I would listen to the least. The least favorite, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've never been big on Pantera. Uh, I only liked Far Beyond. Um, Driven. Far Beyond Driven. Uh, Driven, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, the only yeah. album that, that I had that my uncles had. No, sorry. They had a Cowboys from Hell, and I hated that album. Yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, I could definitely listen to Cowboys from Hell, like, yeah. beginning to end. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just like, uh, I, it's okay, I guess. Like, it's... I don't know. They The, 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 uh, the band definitely had better sounds and better eras. But that's that's one that I can't really listen to. I mean, I could appreciate it, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Like, but uh, I wouldn't choose it. 
<laughs> I say gateway band for me would be um, um, typo negative probably. I know it's kind of a weird stretch, but I think because he's not really screaming and it's metal still well, in some ways. I think you could certainly show them the playgirl issue too. And oh, definitely. They're all like, it's still yeah, yeah, hot, yeah. man. Oh. I mean, the girl will be like, I, uh, yeah, it's long. Yeah, you know? I mean, if you're trying to get a girl into metal, like, you're just like, oh, this is how you got to see it. And you yeah. visit a bag club. She'll love it immediately. This is all you have to know, babe. Like, here you go. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah. I'll even get myself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would probably be my uh, my pick because the music isn't so aggressive and like, uh, it's I, inviting. I feel right. in a lot of ways. I right. would also it's see sexy like, too. Oh, definitely. It yeah. de- like, Pete Steele was a romantic mm-hmm. man. Oh fuck yeah! Like, Pete Steele, mm-hmm. he was a romantic when he got low and he sings on all his songs. Just like, Ooh. I mean, he does that. He'll put it in your butt. You know, I mean, like, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's basically the gist. Of yeah, me. for sure. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> So you're done. Came over. Came over. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could, okay, I could, I could see that as actually a very good introduction uh, to, and actually that will fucking go in a lot of different genres for them. It can definitely go everywhere. That's what I'm saying. For another episode, man, you could just make a bunch of fucking a list of a bunch of bands that you think are good gateway bands into mm-hmm. metal. Just rock too, man. You know? Yeah. 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 Or look at different <clears throat> genres maybe. Like yeah. You know, I, I had, uh, I still have it, I don't know where the fuck in my notes, but I had, uh, I wanted to do like an educational episode too, you know what I mean? Like for parents and shit like that. Uh, kind of like to, like, hey man, it's okay. Your kid's listening to this kind of music and, uh, you know, Keep an eye on them, but don't be hovering too much, you know? You know, it's, it's, a lot of times it's therapy, it's, it's catharsis, you know what I mean? A lot of people will listen to it for a variety of reasons, and a lot of times, some of these bands that kids relate to, because of the lyrics or whatever it is, you know? So I think that's one of the episodes that I wanted to do, and therefore I think a good gateway episode. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Definitely want to do, want to introduce him to Striper first. Yeah, <laughs> it's like to hell. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, just tell the kids if if your parents ever ask you what you're listening to, listening to, just tell them that you're listening to Striper, yeah. and that's it. And they're singing about like Christian rock and yeah. all that stuff. You know, and that's the beauty of like I think that's the beauty of this is that there's something for everybody. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that, and that's the best part so when there's people that are like no I'm not gonna listen to that shit it's trash blah 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 and then you're like here we'll check this out oh and all of a sudden it's like now you have their attention and I think that's what's cool about <clears throat> let's say Arion when I was when I was talking about Arion for me I think they're that dude uh, Arjun Lucas and he's an amazing songwriter and what he does basically uh, he does um, heavy metal operas right so metal operas, and so he has different people in mind for these parts and these characters and uh, female and male vocals and whatever. And I think it's really cool because now it's purely musical. It's not going to be like, oh, that's fucking noise. That sounds like shit or blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's definitely more on the progressive side. And um, and I like, I think, well, I'm not going to say anything because we're going to write that episode right so I never <laughs> yeah. so but anyways uh i'll show you guys if you guys have time whatever or uh later yeah uh an area on dvd uh it's pretty cool um should we move on to the next topic yeah sure yeah. 
So I, I, I think this is a really good one. Uh, I think it's kind of um, controversial. <laughs> a lot of people uh, might agree or disagree with some of these picks or, or some of the things that we're going to talk about. Uh, I think, uh, can you go, you want to go first? I'm going to get a, a beer. Yeah. Um, it was with the, uh, concerning the, uh, was it, uh, so yeah, let me, let me, uh, introduce it real quick. So yeah, so my bad. Uh, so basically what we're going to do with, I guess this whole segment, right? It's going to be bands that hit their peak or hit probably i guess you could say their peak with their very first album their debut album and then things just kind of went downhill from them you know for them i think uh and so again it's like it's our opinions definitely yeah. these are not facts <laughs> we're not just, right we're not wrong it's just right. one man's opinion it's just what we feel well to start you off i'll yeah. the first one that i i had mentioned this earlier before uh definitely a marauder uh uh I think um, when they released um, Master Killer, I think that was their peak. I think that was, uh, to some, that would probably be like their only good album. But to me, I'm a Marauder, a Yes Man, so I think everything that they released is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I think that was their their peak, and that was probably, for some people, their best album when they um, debuted with that, you know? Um, they kind of lost a lot of, well, some would probably say they lost a lot of their hype afterwards, you know? Um, yeah. But definitely, a Marauder's first album fucking knocked it out of the fucking which, ballpark, dude. Which is, which is the one that has like the samurai? Is it that yeah, one? That's that yeah, one. that's oh, that one. Oh, dude, that one's fucking good, man. That's yeah. pinnacle of it's... metallic hardcore for '90s, you know, yeah. uh, a New York hardcore, you know. Uh, but um, damn, man, like that's one of my favorite bands. And they're a fucking sick ass band. So, uh, I would say that's my pick. Uh, uh, Master Killer, man. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh. I honestly, like, I had a hard time thinking about this, so I think oh, I'm actually going to sit this one out. No, it's cool, man. Yeah, I know out. it's difficult. Um, yeah. Like, I, <laughs> it took me a little bit of time to figure that out, and that's why I just barely edited it, like, the other day to, to yeah. the list. So, I, yeah, I could see it being tough. Um, my pick, and people are going to get upset right away, and I don't give a fuck, but for me, it's Demon, Demons and Wizards. Uh, when they released their first album, Back in, I don't know, 99, 2000 or some shit. Um, basically, Demons and Wizards, it's uh, Blind Guardian and Iced Earth, right? Okay. They, they They decided to have a baby. Uh, and it's they call themselves Demons and Wizards, which kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. yeah uh, and so, they hit their peak with their fucking debut. I think it's uh, self-titled. And after that, I think they've been... They haven't been the same <laughs> since. And, 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 and maybe it has a lot to do with individually each band, the members in their own respective bands, uh, growing and progressing on their own mm-hmm. and uh, maturing in their own way. Maybe a lot of that had to do with the process of the following albums not being, uh, for me personally, uh, as great. Uh, I know Eisters just came out with a new album I think it was this year, last year, and I was super excited for it. And I think I overhyped myself, and I think it's one of those things where I fucked up by doing that. And I wasn't impressed, you know. And I, 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 I was talking about it a lot, and then all of a sudden I just stopped talking about it because yeah. <laughs> I heard it. And I was like, oh, this is like, I'm gonna stop. Oh man, this, uh, it's not as, yeah. as I thought it was kind of thing. Yeah, like, uh, I kind of bummed myself out and kind of did it to myself. You know what I mean? I was like. 
expecting all these things and no it wasn't you know I, I could always go back to their first album though and really fucking enjoy the shit out of that because it's you know basically Schaefer's badass um, riffage yeah and with this, you know Hansi's from from Black Guardian his vocals on top of that so it, it works really well yeah uh, and it doesn't sound like Ice Earth at all and it doesn't sound like, like Black Guardian, Guardian but if they fucked and had a baby like it would probably sound like that you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean which is like I always make that joke of like if this band this band had sex like this is the baby this is what it would sound like yeah so <laughs> that one literally you kind of figure out like it, it, it kind of makes sense um, so Marauder for you Marauder. Demons and Wizards and I hate saying that because I love that band I'm a yeah. yes man for Marauder uh, yeah. I love all their albums yeah I love them all man but, but uh, I mean would it be from a critical from a critic uh, standpoint or do you think fans in general kind of generally see that as their better their best album fans in general would probably see Master Killer as their better album but yeah. uh, I think being a musician myself uh, mm -hmm. a guitarist you know right. I, I, I see it way differently but you know yeah. um uh, yeah, from a fan standpoint, I would say they they would probably say that, you know. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. Definitely. If I were to choose a Marauder album, I'd definitely choose Master, Master Killer. Killer. Definitely, yeah. yeah. So, really quick, you can tell everybody uh, what band do you play with? I play in uh, um, Saberwolf. Yeah, we're a, a hardcore band here. Uh, we have a lot of uh, death metal influence on, in our band. Um, uh, you showed me this really cool pedal. Yes, uh, the HM2. Uh, so I have a, a boutique pedal from Lone Wolf Audio. It's a, a dismember pedal. It's a, a Joe Anastasio uh, collaboration. Uh, sorry, a collaboration with uh, Fred Etsby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, it's there's thirty only in, in the entire world. I yeah. have one of them, and I'm real <laughs> thankful for yeah. it. You know? So yeah, it's yeah, uh, yeah. like an ever flowing stream. Is that what ever, it is? ever flowing stream is on it? There's no letters on it, no words, just like knobs. <laughs> for the most part that's all i do and yeah it does its thing man yeah that's fucking awesome man it's it's kind of cool because one uh, of 30 dude one of 30 is yeah. it numbered um i don't know i haven't opened it to see i think he mm. uh um he writes them in there but uh definitely uh just like uh hn2 would you know uh y you max it out you don't play your guitar at all it'll sing by itself you know so, Damn. that's pretty cool dude. it does its own thing man yeah you know i started seeing um Somebody on Facebook shared these really cool pictures of the, uh, I guess, was it Digitech, right? Uh, was it Digitech? Uh, I think so. Uh, was it? Who was it? Who invented the HM2? Yeah, who was it? Who was it? Oh. Um, 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 boss. Boss. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 so it was yeah. Boss. But they had the metal pedal, the heavy metal pedal, the black one, and then they had the HM2. And yeah. there were mugs. Oh, wow. And there were mugs cool. in the shape of the pedal. And I was wow. like, dude, that looks fucking badass, dude. I need to get one, but I don't know. I'll have to look online. There's whatever. a backpack that yeah. I saw. Some guy on, on Instagram was wearing an HM2 yeah. backpack, and I'm like, dude, what? I fucking want that shit. Dude. It's a fucking backpack? <laughs> it's a backpack, dude. dude. I was like, so sick, dude. <laughs> That's cool, man. Uh, man. Yeah, man. So I think um, earlier we were talking about, I think as... as as metalheads in general, and 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 metal, uh, and you know, I guess as being outcasts and it being outsider music, the stuff that we listen to, mm -hmm. whatever, right? We 
and and some people being nerds and we come from different walks of life right and um, because of a lot of that i think we have this thing where we kind of try not to bully each other or we're we're cool with each other because of that reason right i think that's pretty cool that um we have that i think in the, in the metal community in general you know uh, we take care of each other, or if someone falls in the pit, you pick them up. Um, you know, you don't make fun of people for liking um, certain types of things. You know what I mean? Like they're, I call them the nerd, the nerd worlds. You know, different nerd worlds, yeah. the nerd kingdoms, I guess you call them. Uh, and just in, 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 in just kind of bask in, in individuality and, and kind of some of the things that everybody brings to the table. Mm-hmm. I think what. Uh, I'm not going to get political, but I think what I saw on Loudwire today was an interesting question of uh, how can metal be even more accepting? You know, How can the metal community be even more accepting of other people? And, and uh, I know they had, uh, what's her name? Cammy, Cammy Gilbert of uh, The Oceans of Slumber, I believe. And they had different people talking about this subject. I think it's important. I think um, certainly right now in the political climate, I think with, here in the United States, uh, I think it might be a valid question, right? How can we be even more accepting? Uh, which goes to show you that we're already very accepting, but how can we be even more accepting? Um, you know, that's that, that's a tough question. It's, it's And there's so heavy. many answers, yeah. you know, and that's kind of... A, well, in my opinion, it's kind of a vague question also. You know, um, I think metal's meant to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so who cares if it's accepting or not? I think if it makes you feel that way, it's probably doing its job, you know? Yeah. Um, now, in terms of other things like, like race and all that stuff, whatever, I mean, one word, uh, bad brains, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, uh, I, I don't think race is yeah. an, an issue at all. It should never be an issue. Um, but, you know, in terms of the sound, man, like... There's, uh, let me see about accepting. It just, it just depends on the genre. I feel and the intention of the band. I feel like, mm-hmm. I think metal should be uncomfortable. I think it should be, it should be something that makes you think about things and uh, yeah. makes you kind of reflect. You know, so yeah, that it's yeah. thought provoking. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that's definitely what I think. What metal is, or just like, I guess per se, like aggressive music in general. Um, it should be angry. Yeah, like I mean, it like you said, bad brains. It's just like you think, uh, like the early hardcore punk era, and bad brains are just like automatic. Um, you want to go into like different types of things, suffocation, like right? so, suffocation, uh, and uh, you want to go another route. One of the biggest like heavy metal icons is Rob Halford, and he's gay. Right. Yeah. You know, like, and that just goes to show like how much people look past that. Yeah. Like I know during the time like he didn't let it out, but when he let it out, they were like, "What? He's he's a uh, for lack of a better term like gay." You know, like right. I'm saying that. Yeah. Um, but he's like such a heavy metal icon and they looked past that and they just like focused on like yeah. his vocals and stuff. Yeah. There's yeah. a there's a just blues, dude. Blues in general. Yeah, you know like 
blues, of course, like it's really that's like, the most important one. It yeah. should be the, that's the root of it. You're right there. You know? Yeah, I think. Well, is I wonder if he wasn't doing heavy metal, if it would have been people would have been more accepting. I think he might have. I think he came on the late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, yeah. I think Freddie Mercury. I don't think people knew till later. Yeah, till obviously a lot later. He right, came but would people have been as accepting? Right. Yeah. And 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 it, had they not been as badass as they were, you know. Now the thing to me is like uh, heavy metal parking lot. Have you seen that? No. The documentary. Uh, um, I think I've seen like bits and pieces of it. I think but, uh, I think there's a bit like they're talking to people in the crowd uh, before the before the show, and it's like Rob Halford. Yeah. And, and it's like they like straight up ask. They ask him. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, I jump his bones," you know. And it's like not knowing at that time that that he was yeah or whatever. And it's like. I don't think anybody would have given a fuck anyways, right? If yeah. they had found out at that time anyways. Nobody yeah. should. Nobody no, should no, ever, yeah, you're you right. And, yeah. Uh, you're right. People like Rob Halford, uh, bands like Bad Brains, Blues in general, mm-hmm. you know, those are a barrier breaking points of people not, should not, uh, 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 like, those are perfect examples of, of why you shouldn't care about any of that, man. Yeah. Who cares, man? And don't, you know? and, and not to limit. Exactly. Don't limit people, man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, 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 that I think by the nature of the way heavy metal is and the, the, the community, the people that make up that, I think naturally because of that, there are a lot more accepting people and people that are just like, see people for who they are and the individual and that's it and not look past that. You know exactly. what I mean? Look, look, not, more, not look more into it or whatever. You yeah, know? for sure. And I think that's amazing, I think. Yeah, like, you know? there, it comes when it comes down to like uh, metal music, like, um everyone's like i on personally i'd like to think that everyone's like accepted um life of agony Mm -hmm. life of agony that's a great example that's a perfect example right there life of agony uh new york band uh kind of like a biohazard a a new york hardcore band yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. biohazardish he went through transition Oh really? I didn't yeah, know that. I didn't to know that. Uh, be a female. Yeah, and it just goes to show, like, you know, obviously he felt no one gave a fuck. Yeah, no one should. And he, when Life of Agony is played, like recently, I know they're not like a regular band now to play all the time, but when they've played recently, when he's going through this transition, it's just like yeah. they don't care as long as they yeah. they listen to the songs that they have to listen to. Yeah. Um, and that's how that's a perfect example of just saying like of uh, how accepting this style of music is um for the most part for, for yeah for the most part i know there uh, are some ignorant people out there yeah sure, so. personal reasons other people think different but you know as a whole in general i, I see it as that yeah. i see it as that it's just like you know they're playing the music and if it yeah. sounds good then it sounds good it should just yeah. be based off that yeah, you know, I think one of the the better ways I think to um, to show how the metal community can be more accepting of other people, and uh, I think it's it's really through educational, like just uh, we always have to be defending ourselves for everything, right? Constantly uh, throughout our lives, uh, we've been like, I'm not satanic. I love the color black. 
blah 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 like you have the yeah. you already have like the list right of like mm-hmm. here's the frequently asked questions look at it and leave me the fuck alone right like you already have it right yeah so i think when it comes to that you know there sometimes certain people they already have a lot of that shit on their plate already for their sexuality for their sexual orientation for the color of their skin yeah or whatever sure. they have their own frequently asked question yeah. fucking list you know what i mean i feel like and if you think a certain way oh, sorry mm-hmm. uh no i feel like if people are gonna think um negatively about things and uh race and those kind of things are important to them i, I feel like they shouldn't even be going to shows it's not their place you know yeah yeah this is my thing yeah no i, I agree because then you know they're gonna they're gonna get a knuckle sandwich or something they shit. really are yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, and I know like, that's, that's one of the things I think is just kind of talking to each other, you know, as it is, we're already fucking getting ridiculed and bullied and, and on the side, we don't, we don't want to be, what, why even do that to other people, man? Like, you know what I mean? It's you don't know of, where they're coming from, man. You know? Yeah. You know, um, I feel like metal's always been a place for outcasts. Yeah. Um, I think hardcore is even more into it. I think it's kind of like, um, it's a place for the outcasts of the outcasts. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like if you're not allowing people to go to your shows, um, I feel like you're limiting yourself for your scene to grow as well, you yeah. know? So that's also important. Yeah. Yeah, there's also, like, speaking from experience, like... Definitely. Uh, I, I, when I was in high school, I even though I listened to, like, a ton of metal, a ton of death metal and stuff like that, growing, getting involved in the music scene here in El Paso... I got involved into like the hardcore uh, scene, like the hardcore punk scene, stuff like that. So whenever I'd go to metal shows, it was always like, "Oh, you're just one of those like hardcore kids. Hardcore kids. You don't yeah. know anything about metal." And it was just like, "Dude, like I grew up listening to metal. Like I listen to metal just like you do, but just because I also listen to these bands is that you're not." accepting yeah, me for accepting, who I am because yeah. I listen to the exact same band that you listen to you're just not giving me the opportunity to be here and stuff right. like that and going back to the metal community being accepting I, I feel like that's not always the case I feel like for the most part it's not the case I don't think all metalheads get along um, I a perfect example of that is a, a hardcore dude you know uh, going into a, a metal show they you know, uh, if he starts, it's not going to sound stupid and um, irrelevant, and it probably is, but if he starts to mosh a certain way, that the metal guys will immediately beat him up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I feel like that's just, it's just, I don't know, it's just some bullshit, some stupid ass shit. It's just a different scene completely. Um, I feel like you're more likely to get beat up probably at a, at a metal show for doing that. But if you go into a, a hardcore show, for example, um, it's a lot different. Everybody understands the, the culture there. So you're, there's not a lot, there's never fights if the right people are, um, are there and if you're acquainted with the scene and you know what goes yeah. on in there, you know, so. Yeah. But yeah, uh, not all metalheads get along and yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's, some experience. there's, there's always mm-hmm. those elitist assholes that are, definitely, they're out there. They're, for some reason, when you kind of go into their uh, playlist and you're like, really? You're an elitist and you listen to these bands like, I didn't expect that. You know what I mean? For yeah, some yeah. people. You know what I mean? You're like, all right. 
I thought you'd be listening to two really cool bands, but you're just listening to to uh, demos from bands. You're not even listening to their full. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah, so, yeah, some yeah, people yeah. are like that, dude. Yeah. Like they're like, fuck, I don't want full length albums. I just want fucking demos, and you know, like yeah. super hardcore about it. You know. Uh, well, what's crazy is for um, Saberwolf shows. Uh, I remember, uh, I think me using an HM2 uh, mm. had uh, had like a different crowd hearing us. You know. Yeah. And. I noticed a lot of metalhead dudes started to listen to our band because of the pedal, because right. of our sound. It changed a little bit, yeah. so it was more toward that. And I saw a different crowd at our shows, you know. So, yeah. I mean, if there is a crowd, but you know, like, but when there is, there's there's always those guys that are 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 there because of that, you know, specifically because yeah. of that sound and stuff. So, pretty cool. I mean, it's. Yeah. I think it's again education. We got to just uh, educate the ignorant people and. Uh, and stick together. You know? There you go. So, um, so moving on to the next topic, which I think is kind of fun. Uh, but before we do, I got to go pee. So time out. And I'm back. That was a quick piss. That was like the fastest piss in the world, right? <laughs> if there was the fastest guy in the West, it wouldn't be me, but I'd be the fastest piss in the West. <laughs> right? So, all right. <laughs> so our next topic. Now, I think this is, Probably one of the the funnier or funny or entertaining, I guess, uh, topics. So enlighten me. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and, and explain why I decided to, to to choose this to do this topic. So if you, um, for some of you who may be familiar with Metal Maniacs, uh, the magazine, there was a segment in the magazine that was called "Justify Your Shitty Taste," and basically. The journalist, I forgot his name, his name escapes me, but what he would do is uh, talk about different albums that might have been either overlooked, uh, got a poor response from critics, fans, whatever. Carcass, uh, Swan Song. Right. <laughs> and, I, and I think what he, but I think there's were like his personal you know, list of bands that he liked and that he would enjoy, right? So basically he would talk about it and he would try to explain why it didn't suck. And why you should listen to it instead, right? So that's what we're gonna do today. Six, 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 right? <laughs> one at a time. Except there's one, one, one. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we'll do the six, six, six right now. <laughs> but um, who would want to go first in this one? You guys? Um, I'll go first. Uh, I'll say Wolverine Blues. Um, I think that album was. While critically acclaimed, just like you had said earlier, yeah. prior to this podcast, you know, uh, I think that one is an important album. I think uh, a lot of hardcore dudes like that album. Um, <laughs> I think that's a badass record. It sounds like a like a hardcore band using an HM2. Uh, I think a lot of metalheads had liked it too. Yeah. Um, Elitist probably hate it, and that's oh, cool. Oh, uh, I think, yeah, quite a bit, right? Quite a bit, you know. Um, I genuinely think it's a, sorry, I genuinely think it's a great a record you know i think it sounds sick uh i think um another one i wanted to add is uh earth crisis um mm -hmm. they had an album called the uh, slither and that one the way i describe it is kind of weird but if you could piece it i mean great you know uh <laughs> I, I i describe it as deftones possessing earth crisis trying to play earth crisis songs <laughs> you know okay. it sounds there's something <laughs> new metal about it kind of obviously uh, it's a it's a cool record, man. But again, uh, that's another band I'm um, I'm I'm a yes man for. Um, uh, I'm Earth Crisis. What was the name of the album? Um, um, Slither. 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 Yes. 
so, so there's a badass record gets a lot of heat people probably would talk mad shit about it but I'm like I don't know dude it's a pretty sick record for me you know but, but that's probably because I have a shitty taste probably so who knows man, man? So, who knows man yeah well uh the album that I picked on this topic I'm gonna go a little bit further back uh I'd pick Celtic Frost Cold Lake right um, that one, I mean, that's like that's like it's an endless amount of shit. Yeah, that, it right. got so much because, of course, you know, like you Celtic Frost, you know, uh, Wish It Out with Megatherian, yeah. and then before that, they were um, uh, uh, what was the name of like Ham, uh, Ham, uh, what are they called? Uh, Hellhammer. Hellhammer. Yeah, yes, Hellhammer. yes. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Hellhammer. And, Great band, by the way. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, to put Celtic Frost in that sort of sense and then they released Cold Lake they uh, they appeal to the glam metal they're appealing to the glam metal and uh, they a lot of fans didn't take that very well they started calling them sellouts uh, because of that right um, but if you listen to the album it's like it's a thrashy album like it reminds me of like what dri is mm. like a thrash band like yeah. they still have like all the metal stuff in there yeah. if anything the only glam that they put <laughs> out there was just the way they looked if you look yeah. at it yeah. they uh what's the name of that song cherry was it um was it cherry fields cherry blossom there's a single off of it and they released a music video and you look at them and you're just like, what? This isn't Celtic Frost. But if you listen to the album, it has all the metal and thrashiness to it. Like, yeah. it's not a glam metal album at yeah. all. And uh, I think people just saw that they were trying to appeal to glam metal, that they just abandoned them and started calling themselves because they went sort of a different route. Yeah. So do you think, okay, cancel culture, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think elitists were the original cancel culture? <laughs> <laughs> now that you put it that way, probably. Now that you no. put it that way, like I could definitely see it. I yeah. could definitely see it because it turns into because a band just sort of like changes. Yeah. A certain you get way. you get well. They got that bad taste. Yeah, definitely, it, definitely. Like Celtic Frost because of this album, it's like they canceled them out, right. and they're. Yeah. And then, like, in the later years, they were just trying to yeah. uh, make up for that. Yeah. Like, what, did, um, did not break up after that, or what happened after that? I don't yeah, remember. I think they broke, out, they broke up after it. And uh, I saw a documentary on, um, I actually came across it on YouTube, uh, yeah. Celtic Frost and stuff. And uh, it was just them, they talk about it, and they're like, that was our worst mistake. That's the worst <laughs> mistake we've ever made. It's kind of crazy to think about. But some kind of fr- uh, some kind of frost. Right? Yeah, some like kind of- some kind of frost right now. <laughs> but you know, it it gets a bad rap. But I feel like people just never really like listen to it. Gave it that fair. Yeah, like, listen to it, and then if it, the sound is different, but if you could put it in a different genre, I could put it in definitely like a like a thrasher metal uh, type thing. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like a DRI, like a, like a yeah. like a late eighties thrash band. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good album. Yeah. It also album. comes down to like, uh, what kind of bands do you really like to listen to in terms of like, 
do you like bands to keep the same sound or do you like to hear a band that evolves with their sound? Yeah. You know, some people would say both and I say both, you know? Yeah, I, um, I'm guilty of that with Opeth and oh, the yeah. way they started to, to progress and change uh, to more of a uh, more of 70, 70s prog rock, crop mm -hmm. rock even, uh, and they started changing their sound, right? Um, but at the same time, like I tell everybody, it was uh, from one album to the next, it wasn't like like yeah. evolving. It yeah. just boom, put my way. Like, yeah. take it or leave it. What's the yeah. album? Heritage? Yeah, and like, take it or leave it. This is who the fuck we are now, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, and then, and Michael's like, Guess what? I'm not gonna sing clean and I'm not gonna sing the Cookie Monster vocals anymore, bro. Yeah. And it's like, oh, dude, you're you're killing me, man. Like, what else, you know? Yeah. So that, it's crazy how he. I mean, he's Bloodbath. Yeah. You know, and Bloodbath yeah. is so good. They're fucking killer. Dude. One of the best. Yeah. The yeah. yeah Bloodbath, sure. and then he, he had like uh, Opus, which they had like their like growls and everything, their heaviness, and then mm -hmm. they transitioned like. In their songs, they had their growls and heaviness, and they transitioned to like clean stuff. And then that was, but you know, that's in a song, right? In, yeah, in yeah, most yeah, of the songs, yeah. right? Just naturally on its own, it was cool. Yeah, uh, and and but there's still some sort of heaviness to it, right? Definitely. And then the next, and then Heritage comes out, and it's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> it's like you see those memes that I like wait. make. Opeth growl again. Yeah. Like, all the time. You know, um, I saw, I don't know if it was like their, their 25th anniversary or it was like their 30th anniversary, something like that, right? They're going to do one song from each fucking album, dude, next year. They're going to do a tour and they're going to do one song from each fucking album. So... The growls are back, boys. <laughs> so we'll see at least for that tour. Yeah. He'll humor us, I guess. You know what I mean? Unless the fucker decides to do it clean, that'd be... I'm not going to see him if that, that happens. That's so crazy you say that. It, it makes me think about like um, um, how Hatebreed is. Hatebreed released yeah. the same record all the time. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to hear a different kind of Hatebreed. I like the way yeah. they sound, you know? Well, yeah. Motorhead, right? There you go. It's you know? the same so. thing. Yeah, I think, I think there's... Sometimes there is such a good thing as sameness. And then uh, sometimes it's not right, Definitely. and and I think in in, in Opeth's case, uh, I think their case was a little different. Uh, they're one of the rare bands, I think, that uh, it, it might have back. This is the way I always see it. Look, this is the way I always tell it, is that a lot of the newer fans you can tell because they really love the the later shit. The yeah. when they're already changed their sound, you could already tell those guys, and they're like. You don't understand Prague, bro. I listen to like Dream Theater and I listen to this, and I'm like, so do I, dude. I'm like, this is my fucking spare time. I'm like listening to Stephen Wilson, Porcupine Tree, Ariana, all that other shit. I listen to all that shit. Great, you know what I mean? Tree. I've heard that name yeah. in a while, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. a great band, by the way. Yeah, they're fucking awesome. And I, I mean, I listen to all that fucking Prague, good, you know, nerdiness. You know, I fucking love it, dude. So when people come at me about, you know, they at me, you know what I mean? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? I just don't. I've been listening to them from the fucking beginning, right? And then just kind of like suddenly. But anyways, you can tell a lot about a lot of the fans when they're like... Obviously, I'm, I'm generalizing, but there's a lot of people who like everything. And I, I mean, good, more power to you, man. And it, it, it takes me... You know, I've been um, going back to those albums and trying to listen to them and trying to, you know, see what the fuss was about, you know. And, and yeah, some songs stick. Some songs will stick, but not everything does. 
you know, a lot of it has to do with uh, the Moog and maybe like some of the organ songs that they have. Yeah. And um, I think it's just the way they're doing it. And, uh, and then combining Michael's voice to that. Sometimes for me, that just, it doesn't work. It doesn't mesh well. I'd rather be listening to like 70s prog rock, like legit 70s prog rock. You know, Sticks, Camel, uh, uh, who else? Emerson, like Palmer, you know, I'll, whatever. I'd rather be actually listening to like real shit, you know? Yeah. I mean? So, disappointing. But I think I might have digressed a lot. So. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so, my album. So, I'm defending this album, right? Um, a lot of people gave it a lot of shit. Uh, I know it, it got decent reviews on magazines or whatever. Uh, early 2000s, um, uh, little Dave, Dave Jr. from Megadeth, uh, Dave Phelpson leaves Megadeth. He's hurled out of Megadeth and he's like, fuck you, Big Dave, I'm going to do my own thing. So he decides to do F5 and uh, like the tornadoes or whatever. So F5 comes out. <clears throat> Their debut album is A Drug for All Seasons. And it's borderline new metal and borderline just metal. You know, it's got it's uh, crazy. yeah, it's uh, it's it's got a little bit of uh, you know, a little double bass in there. It's got good vocals, um, cleans, and you know, it's got it's not fast, <laughs> yeah. not, not fast by any means. Very mid-paced metal, so you're not gonna fucking be speeding down I-10 anytime soon with this. But <laughs> it's got amazing hooks. Great fucking uh, lyrics, catchy ass choruses, and I think that's what counts. And it's memorable. It sticks in your fucking head, and you have that earworm, right? They call it where you're just like, I come on, like, you're like taking a shit, and you're like singing the song or something. It's in your fucking brain, <laughs> and you're like, whoa, dude, I must really like this song because I'm, I don't usually do this. I mean, I would have accepted taking a shower, yeah, but yeah. taking a shit. <laughs> Like, all right. <laughs> well, you're on your phone on YouTube and shit, like that, whatever. At the weirdest way, yeah. <laughs> so, well, hello. It's like all of a sudden it comes into your head, and you're like, "Holy shit!" All right, but yeah, F Five, a drug for all seasons. I think it's a good album. Um, I when they came to town, I I totally nerded out, and I was front center. It was all twenty of us, and I was just right in the front, and I was just singing the songs with the dude. And uh, I went with my buddies, Josh and Ernest, and they were making fun of me. They are like, oh, you're a fucking homo, dude. And, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you, I'm enjoying myself. You know, let me have fun, you know? Like, so the singer notices that I'm singing the songs. And uh, I think I told you right, uh, he like put the microphone. <laughs> he put the microphone on one of the choruses, and I'm like, I sang it. And I was like, ah, you know, like all like Beatlemania <laughs> and shit. I was all excited. And so... <laughs> That was pretty cool. I got to meet him uh, before the show. Uh, when I think one of the one of the openers played, uh, I forgot what they're called. I don't know if it was like Spanish Flytrap or Spanish something. I forgot what they're called. What a name! It's yeah. like Cantina Flies. Ah, <laughs> it was them. Oh, it was Cantina Flies. Yeah, Cantina uh, Flies. What? The dude had like his bald head, a bandana. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was them. And uh, I was outside in the back having a smoke and, and a beer and. Uh, I see Dave Mustaine and the dudes from the band, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. And so like, I got <laughs> them to autograph the CD booklet. You, oh, know? you saw Dave Mustaine? No, no, sorry. Dave Ellison? No, Dave Ellison, yeah, yeah. My bad. That's why it's Big Dave and Little Dave. 
And um, yeah, I, so I had him autograph the, the the CD booklet and everything, and I told him, "So happy you're here," and the usual fucking fanboy shit, right? And they're like, "Yeah, cool. Thank you for coming, you know, etc." And uh, yeah, it was one of the coolest shows of my life. I fucking, I'll always fucking love that album to yeah. this day. Uh, it might not be the most fucking metal album. It may not be the most you know aggressive album, but. Those hooks will get into you, man. It's it's catchy as fuck. So, I think that has a lot to 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 say. You know what I mean? So, I'll and and, and I mean we're gonna have a lot of different uh, albums in our six 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 segment. <laughs> but uh, I highly recommend F Five uh, Drug for All Seasons if you're looking for something different. I think uh, maybe a good. Introduction to you, lady friend or your guy friend if he's not into metal. I'll be sure to right. listen to that. Yeah, yeah. gateway band. It's a gateway. Ga- it's a, a gateway band, band, dude. <laughs> um, so I know I don't know if you guys have heard the some of the fucking oh I got so much drama with Fear Factory these days. A lot of uh, um, they're still making music. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's a lot of what do you call it? Um, lawsuits and this and that and. Well, not a lot of lawsuits, but there was a lot of drama with that. You know what I mean? And there was a lot of stuff that was going on with them. But apparently it's been resolved. And Dino was doing a, uh, what is it? Like a, a GoFundMe or some shit like that. Is he? Some sort of fundraiser to get funds to record the new album and stuff like that. And and so the new Food Factory is on the horizon sometime soon. Probably next summer, I would expect, if they haven't even started yet, right? Uh, so I think it'd be pretty cool to hear, and I know he has apparently now legal rights to the name. Oh, okay. So cool. now it's it's actually his band. It's his band. Like, when he's got Burton C. Bell on there, uh, he's gonna be doing vocals on it. Uh, but um, I'm excited because I, you know, there was a lot of shit going on that it was nobody knew what was gonna happen with him. Yeah. Nobody knew, so I thought this was pretty cool. Like, um, I'm happy that we're gonna. Sometimes soon get Fear Factory. I know it's one of those bands that for a lot of people could be another gateway band. It, so, it, it is a gateway band. I heard yeah. that band when I was in middle school. My uncle yeah. had a Digimortal. Uh, I, that's the yeah. worst album to probably in- introduce <laughs> uh, your nephew hey. to, you know what? Yes. And, uh, yeah, yeah. He, sorry. Ahead, no. You guys hated Digimortal. No, I like it. I, I love Digimortal. I, li- I, I like the first half. Yeah, my dark bodies floating. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, funny story about Digimortal. Uh, I used to, uh, in middle school, right? Because I think Digimortal came out when uh, two thousand one or two. Yeah, yeah, I was like in seventh grade or something when it came out. Seventh grade, I want to say seventh grade. Um, I used to skate a lot. I used to skate a lot during that time, and me and. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking about that shit. A couple of friends of mine, we used to, we used to skate around the the area. I know, uh, like locally, like for us speaking, uh, we know the Mercado area, and then you remember McFrugal's area. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the Kmart, <laughs> the Kmart was there on Saragossa. Yeah. Um. So we used to skate all the time, and we used to go to we used to go to Mercado. And we used to like steal laser pointers. <laughs> we would steal laser pointers, and then um, we'd hit up 
was it wasn't McFrugal's at the time because McFrugal's was before that time, but it was it was Big Lots. Yeah. We used to go. And we used to see like beef jerky and stuff like that, <laughs> and then we'd hit up Kmart. And uh, before that, I had I had stolen. Uh, you borrowed. Y- yes, yes. I don't know. I I borrowed from Kmart. <laughs> Uh, the Offspring Smash. Nice. That's a good album. So <laughs> I took it. Uh, this was a previous time. And okay. So we went back. <laughs> and I took Digimortal from Fear Factory. Uh, I borrowed it, of course. <laughs> um, but as we were leaving, this guy comes up behind us. And he's just like, hey, I didn't give you permission to borrow that. And I was like, what? Dude, and they they took me in. They called my parents and stuff. And, dude, what I did to take Fear Factory's Digimortal. Not worth it in retrospect, I'm sure. But, you it's know, like, it's a great it's story. It's not worth it. But that's how I remember Digimortal now. It's just dude, that time. You see, period. because we didn't have fucking YouTube or any other ways of listening yeah. to music. You didn't know. It would have been a dud. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> It resulted to that. So oh, I blame the media now. <laughs> that album's so corny. Like, it's it's cool when you're a kid. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, Bass is badass. It's heavy. And it is heavy. You so know? edgy. But I'm telling you, that song, that middle part, after, like, uh, in um, Dark Bodies, you know, he's like, die. Dun, 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 yeah. It's so corny, dude. Such yeah. a fucking corny part. <laughs> And, Isn't um, there a song that says, back the fuck up? Yes, there is. <laughs> and uh, the, I think if you got the bonus on album, it yeah. comes with like an actual rap track on there, yeah. I think. Yeah, um, I think so. But yeah, like, what a... Worst introduction for the fucking band. I mean, come on, man. Obsolete would have been cool. One of those albums, you know. Uh, the first album's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I still think they shouldn't be a band. I, I think I'm, I'm, I think they owe money to um, Godflesh and shit, for sure. So... Godflesh. If it wasn't for Godflesh, there wouldn't be a Fear Factory, in in my opinion, you know. Yeah, I think there's a heavy, heavy influence. <laughs> <laughs> heavy. Uh, to say the least. Yeah, but, yeah. There's a heavy influence. But they are a cool band, though. They they yeah. are a cool band. Their first albums are really cool. Um, yeah. um, all jokes aside, uh, I I, yeah. do, I I do think the early uh part a portion of the band is super cool. So. Yeah. And I do think Dino is a great guitarist. Great guitarist. Great guitarist. Uh, he's yeah. a badass yeah. man. He's a He's infamous for, you know, on, on his sound, you know? So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you look at even Danny Herrera. Is that his name? Is it Raymond? Raymond Herrera, the drummer. He sounds like a fucking drum machine. He's badass. Fucking killer, dude. Um, you know, they've influenced a lot of people themselves. You, They were part of Brujeria at one point. Uh, they were... They, I don't know. They just had really cool, really cool sounds. You know yeah, I mean? for sure. So... Um, I'm glad they're they're coming back at least, and I and I really hope drama free, because it's like, dude, you guys are too old for this shit at this point. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, they they you need to resolve these issues. Off off. Uh, we should we shouldn't even need to know about these issues now, like, because then it could be it could just some people may be partial to like, oh, I just want to listen to, you know, if Burden's dying, in, I don't want to fucking listen to them or, or whatever. Like, I don't know. I just don't, I don't. I just feel like they shouldn't even be. Fighting over scraps and over dumb bullshit, you know what I mean? I, I think Digimortal is a, a gateway <laughs> metal record. No, it is. <laughs> it's, it's as new metal as it gets. Yeah, it's, it's as new it's, metal as it gets. Because, excuse me, Obsolete was, to me, their pinnacle. 
they're Sick. the highest, the, the peak. Yeah. And I Descent mean, is one of the best songs for me on that whole album. I heard that song on repeat when I first fucking heard it, dude. I also love their cover of Cars. Of Cars. Sick. It's yeah. fucking cool, man. And Gary Newman's in it, too. I mean, how, how badass is that? Like, yeah, they, the dude's they, like, yeah, man, let's do the song. Yeah. You know? it's like, I, I, mean, I need the cash. I'm gonna do it with you. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, guys, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I need the cash. No, yeah, it, it's it's yeah. All right, so I think drum roll. Like, I can't do drums, so six 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 guys, we're six, here. Six. Sick, bro. It's sick, it's like, bro. The number of the beast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, to be to be uh, fair, just to, to, to say this, I, I, it took me a long time. Well, it was really hard for me to make this list because there's so many fucking bands. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I tried doing it from 2010 and up. Um, there's so many, there's just so many bands that weren't listed on here. Uh, the honorable mentions list would mm-hmm. have been so, so fucking big if we um, allowed it, you know? Um, so these are just the ones that were from the top of my head that I thought that I thought about that stuck out to me personally. Um, if there's, if, if you haven't heard some of these bands, go ahead and I'll check them out. You know. Yeah, I think also it's we leave it open to part two, part three, part four, definitely or whatever. So that's why I think it's okay that we don't. You know, it's kind of it's really difficult to throw everything in there, dude, and and talk about everything. So, so we're we're gonna be talking about. Um, Black metal albums, black metal uh, artists, well, the albums, within the last 20 years at least, I would say, that may, maybe they might have gone under the radar for some people. Of course, not you, of course, right? Because you guys are so awesome, uh, the listeners. So, I, I don't know. Have you guys ever watched the... Uh, this is a really cool show on... Um, channel i guess i would say on youtube called the barbecue pit boys and he's like he's like yeah you you know how to do that right i don't need to tell you <laughs> he's like i don't need to tell you you already know right i was kind of doing a barbecue pit boys type thing there like you guys already know these metal bands <laughs> i know but uh for some some of the people that don't know some people may not know for the people that aren't nerds like us right so, so if you guys want a little bit different now for, for my list at least um it ranges from there's melody, there's melodic shit, there's like uh, sometimes it's raw, you know. Some people like it raw, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and people like Jesus. it raw, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Jesus Christ! So there's some of that, but there's a little bit of everything for everybody. I think it's a good variation and a good, uh, good different sounds you can get, right? Yeah. So uh, we'll go in a circle. You will go first. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a disclaimer from mine actually. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, a lot of mine were black gaze bands. Uh, black gaze for a lot of elitists, you know. Uh, to me, black gaze is the perfect uh, marriage of shoe gaze and uh, black metal bands. Yeah. Uh, I think post black metal is also a genre, but I don't think uh, all post post black metal bands can be black gaze bands. Okay. Um, I would say it's just like uh, like for people who haven't heard shoe gaze, will probably some people will will hear this and be like, "What's um, shoe gaze?" You know, whatever. Uh, I would basically say this is like basically a combination of both. Um, there's a ton of those bands for me here. Um, I'm gonna go with my first bands here. Uh, um, um, a comet is from um, Australia. I think he's a uh, he had a, a release, a, a self um, title release, and uh, mm-hmm. um, I hope 
I'm saying his name right, you know, uh, but uh, I think he's the future of raw black metal. I think he kind of brings it back to where it was. You know, it's primitive. Mm. It's not the technical. Yeah. It's uh, in your face, man, that the quality is there. He has a lot of Romanian influence in his band. Cool. Um, I think I, I think the intro for his album is like this fucking like march or these like horns and shit, whatever. Like there's a, a Romanian like march and stuff, whatever. And uh, he's a, one guy again, you know. Um, yeah, uh, uh, I think uh, do it on on, on Helion from uh, on, on from um, Integrity. Uh, I think he did his art. Hmm. And to mention on um, Integrity, you know, uh, I think there's a, a mega fucking um, integrity influence on this band. It's black metal, but with D beats too. Um, I think he brings mm. a different flavor to a black metal, you know, whatever. But yeah. the quality is there. Uh, stays true to what it is. Um, man, he's he's badass, man. And I think he has a promising future. But so far for me, he's one. Of, he has one of, probably one of the strongest uh, twenty twenty releases. Um, I think he could be the one holding the tour train now for black metal, man. He's the one um, carrying it. I think he has a promising future. So, so. it's a uh, self-titled album. Self-titled album, uh, a Romanian uh, uh, like um, influence on there, um, a Japanese um, imagery too, you know, whatever. Um, uh, he's cool, man. Would you say uh, Black Gaze? Black Gaze, do yeah. You, do you think, and I know there's people that might have called it like Shit Gaze. <laughs> have you heard <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, definitely. You heard that? Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, um, I think... It's a touchy subject to some people just because okay. I think it's, um, cause I, cause I feel like this is a, a genre that this is probably a gateway genre too, maybe who knows. Okay. Uh, but I yeah, feel I like think it could be, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, um, I feel like it's a lot of, uh, non-metal bands, uh, putting, um, parts of black metal that they like in their band, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you see some of these bands, some of these bands don't even look like guys that listen to black metal or anything like that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's kind of crazy. You know, it's there's a lot of uh, a controversy. There, there shouldn't be, man. It's a sick genre. It's cool as hell. It's different. Right. Um, but yeah, a lo- I think metalheads get offended about mm-hmm. this genre specifically just because it's... Yeah. Uh, um, they're basically like... it's. I feel like they, they feel like it's... That they're like, uh, what is it that the, the the people that play this yeah. are taking away something from them, you know? And I, you yes, know. yes, um, I think in, in that regard, I think one of the artists that I'm not really a big fan of is Poppy. You heard Poppy before? Uh, no, I haven't heard. Poppy. She's uh, this. Um, I forgot where her popularity came up from. I don't know if it was like YouTube's or some videos, but she was already somehow musically in the scene somehow. And she started to dabble in uh, kind of, um, what's, the, not, what's the new sort of, and you can tell how old I am, of like techno or whatever that's huge right now. Uh, it sounds like uh, a computer having a seizure. Um, Jesus. Um, oh, damn. Uh, I feel like I know dub, you're Not dubstep, about. but the other one, there's another one. There's another style of music, right? So she she kind of combines that whole electronic element, and she's like EDM. Yeah, it's EDM. EDM. Oh, okay. yeah. So she she applies this this uh, EDM element to uh, to some maybe metal sounds, 
and she tries to sound scary or whatever. She's screaming on top of it. But she's not really screaming. She's more like talky screamy. And I've been like, you know what, dude? You can't, you can't do that to, to us. You can't try to like pretend that you're part of the fucking metal scene and start selling millions of fucking albums just because you're like, just because you got a pretty face or whatever. And I don't even know. I don't even know what she looks like. And you can't just do that, dude. You can't just fucking and all of a sudden overtake us, you know? Because when you go play live, when she was going to be playing live with, I think it was Gojira and, and I think Deptones, there was a tour that was supposed to happen recently. Okay. And she was going to be opener. I'm like, they're going to fucking eat your ass alive, dude. You have no fucking idea what you're getting yourself into. No. And that's the idea of like, maybe that's how those guys felt with this band, you know? Yeah, because for people who listen to black metal, they feel like they, like it's something like, like they own it. It's special to them. And uh, I feel like when you start to, uh, I guess, put it out there and start mm-hmm. to take things from it, uh, people feel offended by it for, for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. Um, I appreciate the genre. I think it's a badass genre. I like bands like how Death Heaven, they kind of pushed the, mm-hmm. the, the, the boundaries of black metal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, um, there's a bunch of bands like that, man, yeah. but it's a, it's a cool genre. I like the, the noise aspect of it. Like, it's just like a, oh, like, not a white haze. I would say white haze. That lo-fi. I would say low. Yeah, there's like a lo-fi sound definitely in the back, but it's a wall of sound. It's mm-hmm. definitely a wall of a wall of sound, and you know uh, that's what I appreciate about it. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and, you know, I think um, um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's one of those things where I mean, it could be intimate, it could be personal, but I mean, that's for all of us, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's for all of us to say that you know. A genre can belong to a certain group of people, you know what yeah. I mean, and uh, that's not that's not fair, you know. It's not yeah. fair to say. You know? Yeah, and 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 I think they also get offended because it's pretty black metal sometimes, you know. And it's like, oh, they shouldn't sound that way. It's black metal should be. God damn it! Why are they so good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why are they making me feel this? God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely. It shouldn't be a controversial genre. You could right. call it black and shoegaze, man. Go ahead and say that, you know. But uh, it's definitely. Uh, it's a cool genre. It's its own thing. But uh, just a disclaimer: most of my list is are are these bands. Um, I actually got into post metal before I got into black metal. Um, I was a big um, Hydrahead guy um, um, in high school, so bands like ISIS and stuff like that, you know. And uh, I remember Zaster was on on on, on Hydrahead, and I was a big Brian Eno guy too. So I feel like the shitty quality of black metal really translated well with ambience. So that's why I really like <laughs> right. black metal. So that's why, yeah. So that's why I liked Zaster because yeah. it sounded ambient to me, you know? Um, so that's how I started getting into black metal because prior to all that, I hated black metal. I'm like, ah, this, this shit sounds like shit. I don't like it, you know, whatever. I liked a lot of metalcore bands or death metal bands that implemented a, a black metal influence, mm-hmm. but not black metal per se, especially like true true black metal, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, true Norwegian black metal. True, there you go. <laughs> um, With a V. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So I would say uh, my next band is um, um Cerna again. Uh, uh, sorry. So um, I already named a band. I'm not sure if I if I go next or yeah, we're taking turns. Oh, okay, cool, cool, go ahead. Well, I guess uh, we'll uh, no particular order. Okay. <laughs> the 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 one that I had chosen from there is uh Eldemar. Uh, excellent pick. Force of the Ancient Land and. I didn't really start listening to this band until maybe, what, two years ago or a year ago? And I know Marco introduced me to him. And, uh... What, do you know when that, uh, what year that came out? 
Oh, uh, Force of the Ancient Light came out in, uh, what was it? Was 17 like? or 16? I think the, it was 16, 2016. Mm. Okay. 2016. Yeah. And uh, this is like a very recent band that I just recently started listening to. Like, it, it's not like, I could say like, oh man, this is one of these bands that I've listened to for a really long time. Um and for some reason, the way it was described to me was like, picture like you're in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, the Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But the thing about Eldemar is that it makes you feel like a certain way when you're listening to it. It, it involves a lot of like the, I guess, um, what we were talking about earlier, like the nature-esque type of thing mm-hmm. yeah. when it comes down to music. And, uh, but it has a black metal influence in there. Right. <clears throat> but it does, it does feel like you're in, like, The Hobbit or, oh. uh, Lord, Game of Thrones. Lord, sure. Lord of the Rings type of thing where you're yeah. going through a forest and you're listening to this, but it kind of, like, takes you away into, like, some sort of, like, the atmospheric end of it. Right takes into like some sort of like a dream world where you're like like what am I listening to right now yeah. you want to have your second breakfast you know? yeah I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> but it has a ton of like uh, underrated comment by the way yeah. <laughs> it, has, it has a ton of like black metal influence in it um, I think Eldemar is a, he's a one man he's a one man band from Oslo, Norway yeah well yeah, yeah he's from Norway yeah yeah he's, he's from Oslo too though yeah. you know so that makes it super authentic you yeah, know right. <laughs> true true yeah. true and to yeah. Norwegian he's, he's black fucking, metal <laughs> he's fucking cool man he's, yeah. he's, he's badass it's all um, again this is all Burzum's fault you know RPG black metal as I call it you right. know <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think I've um, I know I have the album and I know I heard it but I need to go back to it, so for yeah. sure. And I, sure and, I had, and I had no idea that Eldemar means like, uh, what does it mean? Elven, Elven land? Or? Um, I forgot what the fuck it meant. It meant something. Something and I where like elves it. are settled. Is it a uh, Tolkien or is it? Uh... It's um, a Tolkien term, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. Then it's that's pretty cool. This album was actually in my honorable mentions as well. So right. Yeah, I, I think this is probably my favorite black metal band that's come out within the past twenty years. I would say honestly. Yeah. Oh, this is my favorite band. So. Very nice. Um, I'm going to go a little bit more domestic. So I'm going to go to uh, Denver, Colorado. Uh, this band called Cobalt, like the color. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name of the album was called Gin, like the drink. Great 2009. Album. It's got Ernest Hemingway, a very young, very handsome Ernest <laughs> Hemingway. Uh, I think pre-alcoholic. And uh, on the cover, uh, amazing. This is uh, one of those that I really feel is incredibly fucking savage in terms of uh, vocal, the veracity of his fucking, his vocal attack on a lot of the songs. And um, I think overall it's, 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 it's uh, in between her. So it's not fast. You know, you're not going to, again, it's not a very fast album. A lot of the songs... Uh, they'll start off fast or they go they, they do get fast and then they slow down but I think when it comes to Cobalt um, the if you listen to I think it's the Eater of Birds I think the other album 
And I wasn't a fan of their newer album. I don't know if you heard. Um, let me see what their new albums. I, I think I remember hearing it at some point. I just uh, don't remember how it sounds like. I just remember it being, I mean, cool, you know? Yeah. It was good for me, at least. Um, it was called Slow Forever. I wasn't a big fan of that one. It was, I think they're from 2009 to 2016. I think there was a bit of a departure of sound by that point, and I wasn't really keen on on, on that sound uh, that sound anymore. But I, if you, I mean, there's just something about this, and at some point I could hear maybe some post rock, post metal uh, elements to this album. Um, I, I think if you were looking for... And I've talked about this album before in the past. If you're looking for a really good, just in-betweener album, where it's not too black metal-y-esque, <laughs> I don't know what the <laughs> word is, but you still want some good heavy metal, I think this is a really good in-between album. In-between, you know, like, you get a little bit of everything with it. Uh, and, again, those vocals are fucking amazing, dude. They're just... I The, the term I come up with is just savage, dude. It's great. To add to what you said, um, yeah. I think they're a great American black metal band. Yes. You know? Yeah, there, there's um, pop, you know, to, what is it? Popular to contrary, what is it? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Belief. There is a lot of good black metal bands that come out from the United States. Amazing ones. A lot of one-man black metal bands. Leviathan. Right. Should I say? Yeah. And, and, and it's, I, think it's, I think it's great, you know, that now we can... You know, they're, they can compete. Yeah. Let them compete. <laughs> Don't be a pussy. What's that? A beer fest? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, yeah. That's a, that's my pick. My first pick. Oh, yeah. Go for it, dude. Uh, uh, I would say it was... My other one was... Um, 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 Cerna? Cerna? I'm not mm. too sure where he's from, but he's from um, the U.S. also. Okay. Um, his album, Restoring Life, from 2013. Um, this album... I, you know, I forgot how the fuck I heard it, um, where I heard it from. I just remember this was the first time I heard a post-metal sound with black metal. He has a lot of that, uh, he, like, the, the deconstruction, I would say, of, like, post-metal. Yeah. The, the building of, of a part, like, he goes into, like, this, like, ambient post-rock part mm. into a heavy, like... Mm, that's badass. Post-metal part. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, post-metal is always, there's just always this consensus of it, it, it being, like, uh, quiet building up to a, a a loud part back to quiet building up to another loud part and I feel like Cerna does that in this album um, I feel like Restoring Life just man it was I want to say it's one of my favorite ones from the past 10 years per se just cause uh, man I had never heard metal that way I had never heard um, a post metal like black metal mix that way this is a true uh, post black metal album yes well actually that's one that I had on my list too and they really did expand yeah it was just like uh, when I listen to Cerna it's like it sounds like really beautiful at some point and then it hits like a like some sort of heaviness where I'm just like it's it just takes me per se like on a roller coaster where I'm like it sounds like super good and like really beautiful and then it's just like hits that heavy part and i'm just like this sounds like so good sounds like super good so restoring life definitely is i would recommend a great album for people to just like 
pick up and listen to, but it's an album that you could pick up and listen to and you could like fall asleep to. Definitely. Yeah. You could fall asleep but you could throw on your headso- headphones and like listen to it and despite the fact that it has some heavy black metal right. influence, like you can still like fall asleep and then just like chill like listening yeah. to it. Well, I, I mean, I think most metalheads could fall asleep yeah. to anything. So. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically this one because it's, it's, um, it's instrumental. Oh shit! It's, okay. it's, it's yeah, instrumental. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, that's a very important. It's yeah, a very important so, part. Yeah, if you yeah, cast yeah. Interment, um, instrumental music, I would stay away yeah. from this one. But right. I would give it a shot. Cerno's uh, badass man, and yeah. uh, it's it tells a story. I feel like every part is like intense. Some it, I don't, it might sound corny saying that, but I feel that way. It tells like this like weird like it tells like um, um, a fantasy almost. You know, yeah, yeah. kind of that's, like how Aldemar. It's parallel to Aldemar, man. That's cool. I like when you can hear stuff and and. Uh, you, you hear more than what's there. Oh, and, definitely. And, and then yeah, like you cool. could put like an imagery to it just with yeah. do just with like the instrument right. itself. I, I know there's um, the uh, it was in pale folklore the mantle that Agalock wrote. Oh, yeah. Jesus uh, Christ! I know I you have a, I know you have a story on that, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's um, they they purposely wrote it so that there's a certain area in, in Portland, uh, you know. Oregon, Washington area, I guess there's a certain area that people go through and they wrote this album according to where you would be in that trail or a certain thing. And he's like, if you know, if you're from here, you'll know what we're talking about. Like, you know where this is coming from or whatever. And I thought that was really fucking cool by Agalock to do that shit. Uh, Yeah, there's one of the... Uh, truest disappointments in my life to uh, uh, bands that have broken up. Yeah, for, Agalock, for sure. Yeah, for X, Y, and you know, whatever reasons, for whatever reasons, right? In yeah. internal, internal turmoil, whatever it is, it's a bummer that they're not together anymore uh, because I know that they were leading the way for a lot of, for this, this different kind of style of music, you know what I mean, that we can construe as either black metal or like, you know, they they were calling it dark metal. You know what I mean? And, it's crazy. That's yeah. a fucking weird ass term. I mean, I'm sure that yeah. that exists. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would recommend that album from um, um Cerna for sure. Uh, I I hadn't I haven't fallen in love with the instrumental band since like Pelican, dude. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. so that that was like it, it it was cool to hear instrumental music again. That was heavy like that. Um, I I mean, there's a ton of heavy bands too, but this is the first time just like I said where I heard the mixture of both post metal and black metal it was, and it was it interesting was, it was probably refreshing too man. it was very refreshing yeah I like, I like when that happens dude oh should i go on to my next yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> kind of like mix that one in yeah so the next one that i that i had here on my list is a band called black howling uh initially i learned about black howling a couple years ago but i didn't know that they were active i think like 2006 they've been active since like 2006 i think um but their album uh from 2018 like uh it's called uh it's called return to primordial stillness and uh sick name yeah yeah (laughs) pretty cool yeah you're just ooze yeah but (laughs) the thing about them is that it's a it's a four song ep um and they're a band from portugal and they uh this band like they uh it's like very raw like very raw like a black metal Mm -hmm. but they have like 
when you listen to the vocals, it's very it reminds you of like Zaster, mm-hmm. like what Marco mentioned earlier. Uh, Zaster earlier, um, you could hear in the vocals like a lot of that sort of like agony type of thing. Yeah. Where um, if you've ever listened to Zaster, of course, if people that are listening to this, like Zaster's like super depressive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they have their own genre, right? That's yeah, true. yeah, yeah. Like super depressed if you listen to Zaster, but this band <laughs> they they have like like black metal in it, and he has like disaster vocals. It just sounds like I don't want to say it, but it's just like you just feel it in his voice. Yeah, you just feel it in his voice. There's two songs on that album. It's called um, Celestial um, Syntropy. Syntropy and Celestial Entropy. Mm. And those two songs in, in itself, like, they're back-to-back, and they're both, like, 10-minute songs. Nice. So it's a good lengthy, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so they, they put, like, for, of course, like, if you're, like a, like, a black metal band, a lot of times you just don't toss, like, super lengthy songs like that. Yeah. But with this band, it's tossing, like, they're introducing, like, black metal black metal they're they put these two like these songs together and they have like uh i guess i feel like i'm repeating myself when i'm saying this. is there is there is there like a yin and the yang with them with that with that with those two songs especially because this first song starts like really in your face right and then the entropy is really like um more ambient mm. um and I hate going back to this, but like Zaster is like, yeah. Thing. And um, Black Howling's a really good band that people, I feel like people really need to look into. And uh, they really didn't start releasing any um, albums until like around 2016, 2015 time. But well, they've, they, been, they've, but they've been, been active. Around. Okay. But they've been active since like 2006, which, okay. is, which is really surprising to me. Yeah. But that's a band that I feel like people really need to look into. It's called Black Halloween. Cool. All right. Well, I haven't heard them. Um, I will check that out because I'm always looking for new music to listen to. So uh, my next pick, I'm going to first up get it from uh, my list over here so that I could kind of describe the uh what is it called cover art for this next uh pick so my next pick is by this band called aquilis and aquilis to me is really cool because they're um they have this um very mournful very you know very bleak sound uh this album is called, actually, I don't know what it's called. How do you pronounce this? Greasius. Uh, it came out in 2011. That album cover, you know, is amazing, by the way. Yeah. Just so, on it. so, to kind of elaborate on that. So, there's basically these two ladies by a river. And it, could, it looks like they could have been during colonial times. Uh, definitely, probably 1600s, 1700s. Um, and they're just surrounded by a forest. And I, I just love the image. They're by a campfire. And it's like, they're just chatting. They're just talking, you know. <laughs> and there's a lot to take from. But I love the fucking logo. The logo is like really 
fucking elaborate and just almost like the the artwork that Opeth used around the O, you know, it's uh, it's very detailed, you know. It has the vibe of um of a, a Death Doom band, you know, like yeah. a Paradise Lost kind of band. Right, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, when I first heard that band too, I didn't expect for them to be a, a black metal band, by the way. Oh, dude, I didn't, I didn't know. Well, I mean, I didn't even know what to expect. <laughs> but when you're like listening, there's just this, this. I'm telling you that that fucking. For me, it was like sad. A uh, very depressing sound, but it not in a, not in a depressive sort of way in terms of like, let's say Paradise Lost or you know, uh, a lot of the really slow doom bands. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about more like, in the way the piano sounds and the way the guitars sound, and it had more of a gloom vibe. But for sure, I think this is one of those albums that you can listen to and, you know, maybe even fucking fall asleep to it. I don't know. Um, I am not quite sure where they're from. Do you do you know if they're no. American or not? Um, I I never looked too into it. I just remember right. reading that album and being like, this about this this band is sick. You yeah. would don't judge a book by its cover for sure. Right. Uh, they're fucking bad, dude. Yeah. They're sick. Yeah, I think this is uh, again more along the lines of you're into. Um, if you like bands with melody, and this is definitely decently produced it's not raw or it doesn't sound lo-fi yeah it's very well produced it sounds pretty good uh production wise so if you like that stuff and if you like stuff i guess what maybe you can equate it to bands not necessarily like agaloc maybe but it has it could be on a record label that agaloc was on or something like that you know what i mean it's I in think, a weird gray area of yeah like atmospheric black metal for sure yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah it could be so, but I like that that it's 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 pretty. Oh yeah, you know, it's pretty. Um, their their album art uh kind of makes me feel like uh it you know it it makes me miss a time when people had records in their hand and kind of heard like a CD. I feel like yeah. or like um, a vinyl, you know, whatever. Like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of bands don't really do that. They they don't really a uh, a uh, pre like I mean it's probably the age that that we're in now for sure. You know whatever. But I feel like. When you hear a record and then you look at the album art and you're able to put art to the music and you right. see what you know what I'm saying I, I I think that's cool. I feel like Aquilus, I don't know if they released it on vinyl or not whatever, but it'd be cool to be able to like have that album art on vinyl and see it and then listen to the band, you know. So yeah, it it probably make me feel like a little kid again. Just like <laughs> yeah, looking at it and just oh, for sure. Yeah, I love I love fucking doing that, man. Listening to CDs and. Album, even cassettes, man, and just oh, like for sure, nerd out. Um, like sometimes you find Easter eggs or little things in there, cool. Like I tell you, man, the thanks list was tremendous, Joe. <laughs> I love the thanks list, man, because it was like, who are those bands? Who this? I'm gonna yeah. go check them out now because if this band's thanking them, it's for a reason. Yeah, so yeah. it's pretty cool when you have stuff like that. Um, I would uh, an, another band on my list was um Lustre. I think I'm saying that correctly. Lustre and uh, this band's interesting. Um, so I feel like the the vocals and the guitars are very drowned out in the mix, and this guy relies really heavily on his keyboards. So he's like an ambient. Guy. He's kind of similar to Eldemar. Again, Burzum gave birth to these bands. I feel like you know, but like uh, <laughs> this guy is just like straight up sounds like you're. And then, like, this, like, um, Dreamland, man. And, like, they're playing, like, light keyboards to help you fall asleep and dream and shit, you know, whatever. <laughs> you probably don't want to hear it based off what I just said. But, I mean, um, 
he's interesting, man. He pushes yeah. the boundaries for um, black metal for sure. Um, damn, man. Yeah, his uh, he he does a lot of keyboards uh, for the most part. So he uh, so he relies more heavily on like ambient stuff, you know, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say his album Blossom, uh, two thousand and fifteen. That's that's my favorite album from him. They're all good, okay, but I feel like he really mastered his sound on Blossom. And I feel like that album, man, like, if you haven't heard it, just listen to it. Uh, it's cool, man. Another one of those records where you just kind of, like, take um, a Percocet, just <laughs> a, a, fall asleep to it or yeah. some shit, you know? So, yeah, <laughs> relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was one of my choices, man. But um, um, L-U-S-T-R-E. So that's how you say it. Yeah. Lustrate. Mm, pretty cool, man. All right. I guess my turn. So uh, a band that I selected at right here is called Black Anvil. Black Anvil, I'm not sure if you guys have listened to them, but I haven't. the only, the way I found out about Black Anvil uh, was because it has members of Kill Your Idols and Sheer Terror. And oh, uh, they're both hardcore punk mm-hmm. New York bands. Oh, wow. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't really know that they had, a, they all got a band together until 2012 yeah i found out about them i found out about them in 2012 and so then, these guys are where are they from do you know they're from they're from new york okay. so they they're from know. new york but they they bring this um i guess if i were to compare them to mm-hmm. sort of a band i'd say like sort of like a watine nice style to them okay. but they incorporate a lot of like uh uh the the way they separate themselves from Watain is that they still incorporate like some sort of like uh, punkish fast style to them. Uh, so, so maybe it's like Watain. Uh, yeah. I don't know if Watain had a baby with like a punk band or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to tell you which punk band though. Yeah. Dark Throne mid discography. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. <laughs> They're like in, so in your face though, but um, the album that I selected was Hail Death. Mm. Okay. Uh, Hail Death. Yeah, that's the album that I selected. And uh, this album was what? 2014 is when it came out? 2014 is when it came out. And um, they really they had some releases before that. But I think Hail Death is like when um, I feel like it's their, their middle album that I feel... It's just like up to par with everything. Like if you want to listen to the perfect album for them, I would suggest listening to Hail Death because that's the album where I feel their style is. Um, they it, they meshed it really well mm. with like um, they do like a lot of like beautiful stuff on there at the beginning, and then it turns into like fast like black metal, and then it turns into like. Super fast, like DB, like da 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 da. Like that's what it turns yeah, into, yeah. and that that's album's pretty cool. great. Yeah. So Black Anvil, if you guys get a chance to listen to it, listen to Hail Death, members of Kill Your Idols and Sheer Terror for sure. Sounds so it has a little fast. bit of yeah. It sounds yeah, like it like, has a little bit of everything. They incorporate like a little bit of everything, but it's great because they put like that punk style to yeah. it at certain parts of it. Yeah, well, I mean, it, I think they're pretty much went in the same black metal and, and punk in terms of it's very do-it-yourself it's very like anti-establishment you know what i mean and hey, i could see how there's a lot of relations to the two so it's pretty cool uh i know for my next pick 
uh, before I get into it though, um, you know, for a lot of people listening in, I don't, a lot of our, our, our picks and our, and basically our list, um, there's not going to be a lot of very, very traditional bands, you know, that we're, we're putting in here. I think a lot of the bands that we have, have tons of different sounds that could fall into the various subgenres of black metal. Yeah, for and, sure. And the, do not sound like the heroes of black metal, or you could say, quote unquote. Uh, so you don't expect to hear shit like Dark Throne. Don't hit. Don't expect to hear that type of stuff, right? You're not gonna hear Emperor. You're not gonna hear Mayhem. You know, we're not gonna hear that sort of stuff. And uh, relating to a lot of the things that we're talking about, and that's why I think it's. I mean, I just want to reiterate this because I think it's important with. The list that we're making, yeah, that the list that we have—it's everywhere, man. It's everywhere, and that's why I think it's special, and because we want to go that extra mile and cover. We don't want to be the usual suspects. We don't want to do the usual suspects. You know what I mean? We just want to go a different route in terms, but it's still all related to black metal, and I think that's important. But with that being said, my next pick still is more traditional, I guess, black metal. Uh, Wolves in the Throne Room, Thrice Woven, uh, 2017. I think that's uh, one of the most... Great band. Yeah, I think they're... they're Just watching them, being able to see them live is, is, is such a treat, you know what I mean, for the years. And it's just so fucking good live. I mean, but if you're looking for an album that you can get yourself into for a lot of people who still like black metal and they want to still kind of dabble into the stuff that had. these guys still have that dark side you know what i mean that yeah, dark definitely. they're not all the way um melodic they still have the traditional black metal sound i think and so i think in that regard it would it would be a great band for for people in black metal to listen to if they're if they want to step out of the black and white and something a little bit more with a little bit more forest colors you know like yeah, you know, nature right, yeah. nature and, and and kind of step out into that whole world. Uh, I think Wolves in the Throne Room are perfect for that. Um, another thing, I fucking I bought one of their shirts at the show, and I fucking there's something to be loved about having that gold on black. Oh yeah, it's dude. so beautiful. That <laughs> fucking gold on black, dude. It looks amazing, right? Yeah, and that band's controversial too in a lot of ways because 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 when they released that ambient album. People were shitting on them. I'm like, no, nah, this is pretty fucking sick, man. Yeah. That's a, actually a perfect gateway band for <laughs> probably black metal dudes. Yeah, I think so. That want to listen to more of like newer shit probably. Yeah, you know? I, think, so. I think they would be a great band. Mm-hmm. Because they're still keeping tradition. But then Definitely. it's just uh, um, a few steps forward. You know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah. like uh, we could play traditional black metal, but we could also do this too. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's perfect example. Yeah, I think the Thrice Woven 2017, check it out. Fucking badass. Uh, yeah. My next one was Ruins of the Ruins of, of uh, Beverest. I heard it. I liked it. The, the Ruins of Beverest, you know, they're of a, they're more uh, of a traditional, uh, well, their earlier albums before um, um, Exuvia. Exuvia is my album, by the way. Um, before that album, they were more of a traditional atmospheric black metal band. Yeah. But this album separates themselves so much because it sounds like uh, German guys making Aztec black metal straight up with the fucking 
the Native American chants and shit, it, whatever. It was haunting. It was fucking I haunting, dude. I love it. It's such a... Okay, if I could recommend, besides um, Commodus being probably the most uh, traditional black metal album on here, even though they're, even though he plays it differently um, um, a little bit here, mm-hmm. um, Ruins of, of, of Beverest is probably up there. Um, I think this album on um, Exuvia is perfect just because I feel like it's a perfect combination of like black metal with like doom metal. I think they mix in a, a healthy, a healthy mix of like doom metal in there. Um, the black metal sounds like you're in a fucking cave playing a black metal. It's, it's there's something massive to it. Um, it almost has this like uh, this like uh, how do I ex- ex- explain it for the uh, the quality? It almost has this like this nails um, Zabalba fucking quality to it, where it just sounds massive, man. Yeah. This album is fucking, it's massive. It's massive. It's unique. It's uncomfortable, and it is haunting, man. It is fucking haunting. Yeah. And if I could recommend any album on my list, it's probably Exuvia. Straight yeah. up, that one. And I really enjoyed the cover art for that too. Oh, yeah. and they, exactly, you know, and it and to add more to the Aztec black yeah. metal shit, there's a there's like a Native American guy wearing this fucking like um, Oni mask almost thing right, whatever with right. the smoke and shit it's fucking crazy on a fire right what? exactly yeah, it's really I need, to, I need to look into that band that band sure. that band okay I feel like that band shit on every black metal band <laughs> on that on, uh, for 2017 uh, or they were up there man they stepped it up they kind of strayed away from a tradition and they just expanded on their own sound man and uh, I feel like they're a great band they have a good um, a future oh well sorry a promising a future mm-hmm. and I feel like uh, well in my opinion it's gonna be hard to step up compared to that album like to uh, to follow up with that one it's gonna be kinda hard for me it's their latest book. that's their uh, latest one they did a split but I haven't heard it yet it's one song I'll get to it tonight probably so let's see how it goes <laughs> you know I'm sure it's good you know so. yeah, yeah. yeah dang dude I need to listen I need to Get on that. That one got me hyped because that one's actually a fucking sick record, dude. I'm telling, I'm telling you right now, it's yeah. fucking massive, dude. It's such a good record. Is it? I need to get on that one. It's good, it, it, especially in the way it like how it builds up. I don't know. It's it's a really it's a really good album. I was listening to it, and I, I had unfortunately, but fortunately, I bought these new headphones, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna get new phone, new headphones because we're always on Zoom and shit and this yeah. and that, right? And I'm like, well, these the new headphones I bought kept for some reason kept turning on Siri. On here, and they kept and they kept and it kept bringing up um, uh, iTunes on my computer, what? right? So I was like, "Fuck, I can't have that because I, I need this shit to be fucking reliable." You know what I mean? And um, so, yeah, I had, I had to get I had to get rid of them. But anyway, well, I decided not to use them. I stopped using like old school, like ears uh, headphones. So I have these, right? And what's cool about these is they're they're like. Uh, they're wireless and wired, so you okay. can you can listen to both. Sick. But again, Joe Rogan, tremendous. <laughs> the sound, dude, is so fucking good on these man, and, it, and it, they're noise canceling. Oh wait, no, my is the fucking. It's kind of dangerous actually, because it's like candies, right? Yeah, and it's, I'm telling you, they're cool, but they're dangerous because they are noise canceling, and it's like don't go for a walk, dude, if you're gonna go yeah, wearing yeah. these. That's for sure, but. That album sounded fucking massive on there. Yeah, dude. You know, fucking great. The the entire time I I heard it, I imagine like it's gonna sound probably stupid, and it 
most likely will sound stupid, <laughs> but it sounds like you're going into a cave, but like, like you're marching to your death into that fucking cave, and like a Native American tribe is following you to your fucking mm. death to show you, okay. like, hey, this is where you're gonna yeah. die. I, I, <laughs> like, I, I felt more of a riding on a horse, you know what I mean? Vibe, just, just fucking going somewhere. Oh yeah, for I sure. I had more of that vibe, but that's that's good the, too. They're so good. Yeah. But that was my. I need to. I need to interject my vibe. Go ahead. When I listen to them. No, yeah. when I listen to it, because I haven't listened to them. Cool. All right. So uh, the next band that I chose here is uh, a fairly recent band called uh, Uada. I don't know. All oh, those guys are badass. Yeah. Live, yeah. they're amazing. Yeah, I don't know if I'm saying the name right. Yeah, like, Uada, I think so. Uada, I don't know. Uada you need a supply. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, the band's called uh, Uada. The album is called Cult of a Dying Sun. Mm. And the only reason I picked this album is because that's the only album that I've heard. Mm. Okay. I haven't listened to the album before and I haven't listened to the album. Devoid of Light is so good too. Devoid yeah. of Light is fucking bad, dude. And uh, I, I've listened to this band like pretty much on a regular basis. Uh, they've come by here El Paso a couple times and... Um, yeah. Uh, this album is from what 2016. Uh, uh, Devoid uh, of Lights from 2016. The one you're talking about is probably the following year. Did they break up? I don't know. They released a single, and I heard a little bit of it. It sounded very different. I need to hear it again, but I don't I think, think they. I think they might have broke up. It was somebody broke up recently. I haven't heard anything about them breaking up. Yeah, me neither. I haven't heard anything about them. I think that that would have been big news because they're pretty up there in, in, in the face of like yeah, current like, they started in what, like, metal. Like 2014 is I think is when they started. So they came up there like fairly quickly. You know, and now that he mentioned them, I think we're bringing up atmospheric black metal a, a lot here. I feel like that umbrella is so fucking massive, man, for atmospheric shit. You know, because they definitely bring a different sound to atmospheric black metal too, you know, so... They play it their own way. Yeah, and but I don't know. I'm like right now that he mentioned that uh, they broke up. I don't. I don't think they did the. I don't think they did because they released um, a single, and I heard some of it, and it sounded very heavy metal. Should I say like very classic heavy metal almost? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm and you kind of hear that in, um, in the leads too. You know, here and there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but then now I'm like kind of curious to see what's going on with them because I don't yeah. know. There was a band that broke up. If they if if Uwada broke up, that sucks because they were, man, that's a great fucking band, dude. Especially yeah, Uwada, dude. They and push- for them to be like one of those like really new bands to mm-hmm. come up in the game and just like put it out there, uh, I guess for like newer crowds, like newer definitely yeah, like that's definitely a good band to listen to if you're getting into it. That's another band that kind of got elitist guys like. Oh shit! This band's actually good because I've heard that before, you know. Yeah. So, and they are fucking good, you know. Especially seeing them live, they have like fog. They wear like these fucking drapes and shit, whatever. They're I, fucking cool, man. I've seen yeah, like no, a they didn't, comparison. It wasn't, it wasn't them. It wasn't them that broke up. It was someone else. I've heard like comparison to them to uh, Behemoth, even though Behemoth is more like on the heavier side, like the dark and drastically different. Yeah. Yeah, but I've. I don't like to compare them to that because I, I know Behemoth has like that heavier, like, so fucking different, <laughs> like beefier and like fast sound, and then there's like, uh, just a little bit faster and. Yeah, I I, I agree. With you. So apparently, Uada means 
hunted in Latin or Latin. In Latin. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I mean, uh, they're from Portland. I don't know. They're from Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're from Portland, Oregon. Another great example of American black metal. So for people that think that uh, European black metal is the only way, I mean, cool if you think that, but there's a ton of great American uh, black metal bands, man, mm-hmm. you know, and they're a perfect example of that. Yeah. That's one of the things that I think that I'm very appreciative of is our death metal scene, specifically Florida death metal. Floridian death metal, I think, is amazing to me. So the the sound from from that era is 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 outstanding, and especially like, I mean, cannibals from New York. They're from Buffalo, but they when they went they. They moved, they went down to fucking Florida. You know what I mean? To kind of, to yeah. record and do all that shit. And that gets to show you that that's the scene. That's where it was, you know? Well, Florida yeah. death metal, well, what is that? When uh, Cannibal Corpse went down there and then it was, uh, death is from... Death? You have... Death is from there. And then, obituary? Uh, ob- Dude, all of them. Yeah. Deicide, death. A Morbid Angel? Morbid Angel. Uh, Massacre. You have all these fucking bands. Monstrosities. Monstrosities. Yeah, well, that's, that's yeah. pre... Uh, well, that's... What's his name? Um, no neck, corpse grinder. No neck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah, corpse yeah. grinder. That's um, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's from monstrosity. Yeah, I love um, all those bands. Uh, yeah. but I will say, Swedish death metal has my heart, man. You know, I fucking love that shit. Wait, <laughs> yeah. Morbid Angel from Florida. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of the vast majority of those bands, and they were where they record Morrisound Studios. They all they all played. Over there, and they're okay. uh, cannibal uh, corpse. Are, from there too, correct? Yeah. Cannibal okay. corpse recorded right outside of El Paso at the yeah, uh, Torneo. Yeah, Torneo. A lot of bands did. Yeah, a lot of bands. Uh, but that was later on, dude. Yeah, yeah. That was. Way <laughs> I just but, wanted to toss it out there. Yeah, that was uh, Sonic Ranch. Uh, All the Sonic, Sonic Ranch. Ranch. That's one. That's one. That's one. Uh, they were they were recording out in Torneo. It's about an hour away from here. <clears throat> um, should I move on to the next one? Yeah, yeah. It's your turn. Cool. So this this next one is probably the one that I'm more, the most excited about to talk about. You know what I mean? Uh, so Nyctophobia's uh, "What Lasts Forever" just came out maybe a month ago, two months ago. Already at this moment, uh, my number one contender for album of the year. Uh, if you're looking for easily melodic black metal, this is your fucking ticket right here. So nyctophobia. Um, if you if you liked at all, or if you remember Gates of Ishtar, this is another band that's for you because not only are they hitting all the right fucking uh, like prerequisites or requisites for some people, man, in terms of black metal, but they're doing it with fucking style, with melody. They're fucking relentless. Their fucking cover art is amazing too. How it should be. It's it's just they fucking hit on all cylinders. You know what I mean? They're one of those rare bands, I think that. Um, I don't think they're for everybody. They're not going to be for. The black metal elite, uh, certainly not for them because, there's a lot of fucking melody in here, and. It's. Very well produced. It's not super raw, lo-fi type shit going on. But it's just enough, I think, that should get the attention. And it should it, it should 
command your attention because it's a fucking great album. Um, like I tell you, it has it's my pick of the year already. Unless fucking something, I, I, that was it. You know, I does it by before. You know, we don't have a mini. We have a few months left. Um, I don't. Uh, I would tell you uh, just go check it out. And go get it, man, because it's it just came out and it's already fucking chingon, man. I'm yeah, telling you. and I think uh, a melodic black metal doesn't get the love that it deserves, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. bands like Unanimated, yeah. uh, like those kind of bands, man. Like those are bands no one's really heard of that are in vain of a, a dissection and stuff. You know, whatever that that are just badass, man. You know. Yeah, this I I really love that they take it to the next level. Fucking sick as fuck. Yeah, so um, I would say my choice. This is the probably the weirdest band. <laughs> I'm gonna probably mention on here. Uh, they're a Hydra Head band, so that says it all. You know, Hydra Head's mainly uh, um, um, a post metal um, um, label. You know, um, but they do sign some weird fucking bands here and there. So this <laughs> is one of them. Uh, um, uh, um, Bird Raven. I think. Well, so this band was so when I first heard of them. When I was on the Hydra Head website, they were advertised as strange black metal. <laughs> so, strange black metal? Strange black metal, and in quotations. I don't know who the fuck wrote, wrote that article or, 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 or who quoted Maybe they that. did. Maybe they did. <laughs> well, to be fair, this whole list is strange black metal. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so, um, but Birdgraven is uh, three guys. I think at some point it was only one guy. Um, the album is in Swedish, and I'm going to fucking butcher it, but I'm going to try to say it's <laughs> Det Fram Linna... Minute, I already butchered it. It's 2019, uh, this album. But um, mm. I don't know if you ever heard of that sludge band. Um, they're called um um um, um Mare, Mare, Mare. Mm. Yeah, no. Mare is a doom band, and they're also um, um a three piece. They're a sludge doom band. They're um a Hydra Head band also. They only had one EP, and they called it quits. Mm. They the whole point of that album was like the the guy who made the band was like, you know what? We don't really feel like making any more music. We already made all music that we feel like we want to. This is a solid release. We're just going to end the band. Which is kind of fucking a ballsy to say, you know? Like, yeah. So they didn't think they could top it. They didn't want to fuck with it. They just left it like that. I love Mare, okay? This has a Mare feel to it in terms of... Mare had a lot of like these like jazzy, weird... like uh, I felt like the guitarist was just like... Pl like um, plucking the top of his um, um, a guitar head you know whatever yeah, yeah. and just doing bullshit it felt like but like very experimental um <laughs> Bird Graven has that kind of sound to it um they do these like spidery like um, um arpeggios almost and the guy's like doing like these like jazz drums um and then it'll go into like a black metal part this so, so, so this album really pushes the boundaries of what a black metal is definitely has that influence it kind of has that whole like black gaze thing where kind of where some of these bands are more shoegaze than black metal and they kind of incorporate what they like of black metal into their band, yeah. you know whatever. And uh, Bird Graven does that early. Bird Graven, uh, they have a release from two thousand and seven, uh, and uh, dude, um, I forget the name of the of the album, but it's basically this hallway, and there's a lady laid out like dead, and there's like a ghost peeking out of the door. Oh my god, that fucking album is scary dude and it's fucking sick dude <laughs> but so i would say this release is uh in the past 10 years is probably one of the more, more underrated uh, uh, black metal albums whatever um yeah. but um uh, bird graven man uh b-e-r-g-r-a-v-e-n mm -hmm. uh they're they're so sick man they're just weird as fuck and uh strange if you want to hear if you want to hear strange black metal for real <laughs> listen to this man man <laughs> 
Very nice. Dang. So my next album is a uh, Merker. Merker. Mayanker. 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 Merker. I don't know. To be honest, I'm like messing that up. To be honest. Oh my god. M. The album's called M. It says M. Right. Uh, now this one for Merker. Mayanker. Merker. I don't know, man. <laughs> But uh, this album is probably like the the more like I guess per se like progressive one yeah. out of my entire list, and reason being is because uh, it has a lot of uh, it has the ambience, it has the black metal influence, it has uh, uh, sort of like choir vocals, choir vocals, yeah. uh, an ensemble. Yeah, yeah, pretty much like an ensemble of things that you put in there, like pianos and stuff like that, and it it mixes everything pretty much in there. And Dungeon synth, almost. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's, sometimes I feel like it belongs in a, a dungeon synth playlist. <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> but I mean, probably be other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, but uh, they include like. Well, she includes pretty much everything. It's pretty much just... Yeah. She's an amazing musician. Yeah, uh, I, I forget her name. I but, forgot her name, too. But she's Danish. But she is... My uncle. <laughs> Mjorker. Yeah, yeah. Mjorker. Uh, what's her name? What's her name? Um, you know, the, the sad part about the whole thing is that she started getting crazy popular and... People were giving her death threats, legit oh, death what threats, the fuck? because they're like, "You're not black metal," and and blah blah blah, and they're giving her, they're you know, we're gonna kill you and this and that, because they're these hardcore elitists, I guess, these fucking dumbasses, are like, "You're not real black metal," so we're gonna fucking, you know, we're gonna go varg on you, you know what I mean? Like that's the stupidest thing in the world, dude. Like individuality. I mean, you guys, I think the whole idea of black metal went. Past her head. Yeah. It's very selfish, and I feel like her sound is very unique. Yeah. And she pushes yeah. the, the uh, boundaries, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh, she's from Denmark. Mm-hmm. She's from Denmark. But the, the whole thing is is that she's uh, including, like, she's incorporating, like, the, the black metal influence into her music and the ambience right. of that, which is incorporating, like, so many other different things into it. And, um, I, I mean, I feel like if she's receiving that sort of, like, Sort of like hatred, I guess, or anything. Yeah. And you know, you know, she's not. Um, she she dresses like fine. Yeah, there's nothing. She's not like showing off titty. She's not putting her ass out there or nothing like that. She's. It's about the music, and you could tell with her, it's about the music, and that's it. Yeah, and she sits down like on a piano and she'll yeah, like a piano yeah. or like that. I saw a beautiful performance where she was. In a fucking stairwell in a building, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just singing and playing her... I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Some sort of... It wasn't a guitar. It was like a yeah. lute or something. I don't know what it was, but it was something. You know, and she's playing. And I'm like... There's times where she'll just go out into the fields, right? And she just plays in, in an acoustic guitar or whatever. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, you know what I mean? like, oh, like that... I guess, like that Nordic right. folk. Oh, definitely. Music. Oh, man. She, sure. I think she embodies it right now, man. She really yeah, does yeah. music. You hear that. So, 
Yeah. If anything, like on my list, that's like the more like far out there one that I have. I mean, for sure. Not even joking or being silly or stupid. It's the least heaviest, but I think it. Even then, like you're saying, it, it pushes the fucking boundaries, anyways. Even it being the least heaviest. She has a yeah. fog yeah. of black metal in there. It's kind of yeah, weird. Man. Like yeah. she has like this almost semi. It's kind of like how we said, like how I described like am, like a atmospheric of black mm-hmm. metal. It's kind of staying away from the like uh, in the path of Satan kind of like a uh, fucking like terms and shit. It's more she nature. definitely escapes those tropes. Yep. And goes more of the the, the nature and and. Yeah, yeah. Right. she's kind of going against the grain with black metal in terms of like it's making elitists feel uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, and I think yeah. that's cool. You know. Yeah. So when you do that, you're doing a good thing. Oh, you're definitely. Right. You know? And you're pissing them off. Like, <laughs> you, must, you must be doing something good. Yeah, oh, for sure. All right, so <clears throat> uh, I would say a sister album to Nectophobia. So. Sinira, we talked about Sinira. Badass. Uh, the Everlorn. This is another very, very, very melodic. Um, I would say that again, if you're it's if you're a hardcore fan or if you remember the band, like I say, gets a Vishtar. Sinira is a great. This album, The Everlorn, uh, is another fucking easy, fucking easy. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, it's one of those albums that when I heard it, because like, you look at the cover art, it's, you know, a lot of blacks, a lot of purples and stuff like that it's going on. sick. Yeah. <laughs> and and, I, and it's like, what's going on? What's happening on the cover art? And then you, you listen to it and you're like, for me, I felt in such a comfort zone listening to it. I know I wasn't um, like, fuck, I'll, I'll listen to it again next week or some shit. You know, when, when I kind of, you know, start from scratch and see if I like it or not. You know what I mean? On some albums, I have to do that. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you listen to it and, and it's not your first, you want to, you want to like it, but then it's like, you can't, but this one to me was an instant fucking definitely, uh, like it's like an old friend, you know what I mean? Oh, definitely. It's, <laughs> it's a, a one man, um, um, band also, correct? Uh, it's in vain of dissection and, um, unanimated also. Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole, oh man, the, the riffs and just like the idea of, of yeah, the whole idea of, of the beautiful, I know Dissection had the beautiful balance of it being melodic, but still fucking heavy and still fucking black metal at the same time. These guys are able to balance that balance it out. Just like Nyctophobia, I think. Amazing. That's why I think those are sister albums in that. If you like Nectophobia, you're going to like this one for sure. Definitely. Yeah. 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 He, he, he's fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the last one on my list was uh, from um, a band called um, Lantlos. I think they're from France. So I, I don't know if you guys know who Nige is, but Nige is the guy that was in Aus- or, uh, He's He is Aussie. He's Aussie, yeah. He is, he is Aussie. He's probably responsible for black gays, mm. in my opinion. Him and Agalok. Um, I think they're responsible for the whole genre, and uh, Landlos uh, is, an, an, is is one of Nija's bands. Nija's in so many bands. He's been in in a part of bands, um, Amasaurs. Uh, mm, um, yeah. He's been in like other fucking bands, and they all kind of sound a little similar, but all very uh, different. You know, whatever. I think he was in a band called Old um, Silver Key, also. Um, yeah. Um, so then we're looking at like Alcest, right? Yeah. Uh, 
And uh, Lantlos, this album per se is called A Melting, uh, Melting Sun. It's from 2014, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have Niche anymore. So Niche left the band at some point. I, I don't know what um, ensued, but he left the band. But this is another one of those albums. It's like mm. a perfect marriage of shoegaze and black metal. Yeah. Uh, you Well, it's going to sound kind of crazy. You won't really hear the black metal in it, but it's definitely a black gaze album. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as black metal as their previous uh, releases, but this is a, a beautiful album. It's a wall of sound. It's a fucking perfect marriage of just like both sounds. And uh, yeah, man, I love this album. There's not a lot of blasts like how black metal is. And it, right. Most would probably say it's probably not black metal without it, you know, whatever. But man, like, I feel like Def Heaven really pushed the, the, the boundaries with um, Sunbather, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it has this Sunbather kind of vibe to it, you know? I, I think I'll, I'm going to check it out because that sounds like something like that I really enjoy. Yeah, so yeah. there's not a lot of, uh, there's not screaming in this one, actually. Yeah. So it's just... Uh, we controversial. I know, it's controversial. <laughs> it's just clean... <laughs> Um, clean vocals, you know, whatever. Uh, Niche isn't screaming on this one. Uh, it's just the backup vocalist doing his own shit. Yeah. And, oh, man, it's fucking sick. And definitely one of those out there bands, of course, mm-hmm. now. They're under the umbrella of black metal, probably on the corner somewhere with uh, Big Raven, you know. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's definitely uh, one of my favorite albums from the past 10 years in terms of, like, black gaze, black metal, anything under the umbrella of yeah. black metal-esque things, you know. So. Dang. Whoa! <laughs> I was like, "Dang!" Uh, Why? Well, I, I guess I completed my six. It's your six because we we combined our CERN album. Oh yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So <clears throat> my last six 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 would be uh, I don't even know how to say this. Melashish, Melashish, Melashesh. Uh, emissaries from 2007. I believe they're Egyptian or they're a Middle Eastern band. Yeah, correct? Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one definitely has the more traditional black metal sound, I would say, uh, with elements of you know Middle Eastern elements to it. Uh, Middle Eastern maybe melodies or some sort of. Uh, I mean, not 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 like Orphan Land, but they have Middle Eastern influences. Obviously, uh, and I like I like them because this whole fucking album has. Um, I I always envisioned like if Venom ever learned how to play, <laughs> like if they oh really if they really if they really learn how to play, damn, and learn properly, you know, yeah. this is probably, and I mean not vocally but musically, I just love. I don't know why I always get a, a Venom esque. Thing, even though it has nothing to do with it the there's some songs because of the drums and the drum beats it's like tribal it almost sounds like you could dance to that shit you know what I mean along with this heavy fucking black metal riffage going on but along this, along the way there's this tribal sound going to it this very rhythmic sound with the drums and, and coming coming uh, you know it really has I guess the the word is tr- is tribal, dude. It really is. Would you say it's native to their, uh, to where they're from? Almost like like a like a certain sound. I I would say I would say definitely so. Especially more of the. The non guitar sounds, more of a, the stuff in the background, more of the ambient stuff that they have in the background, that, you know maybe keyboards and stuff like that. They bring those elements to the music, 
And it adds that extra uh, oomph to the fucking music, I think. And it sounds yeah. really good. That kind of reminds me of how um, of, um, Panopticon, you know, how mm. a Panopticon has yeah. these like weird, like, you know how a lot of black metal bands will incorporate like Nordic sound or something like that, whatever, like instruments. I feel like how a Panopticon kind of does like that, but the American version, you know, like yeah. they'll add like this folkiness to it. Yeah. That, um, and I think that that's how the band you, you're um, talking about is like, you know, they incorporate like uh, tribal sounds maybe to their native land, you know, and stuff like that. It, stuff yeah, it, it very, very well could be part of that. And that's why I think it makes it so different than a lot of the traditional um, black metal sounds. But I mean, coming from the Middle East, I mean, that's fucking great, dude. Oh, yeah. Um, and again, like, <clears throat> I'm not taking a jab at, well, I guess I am, at Venom, but I mean, some of the songs have this really cool like beat going on and then all of a sudden it just fucking changes up so i love the fact that these guys uh the songs will morph into different things and all the while the drums i think the highlight of the album are the, is the drummer is uh, easily the drummer the vocals are again savage as fuck as black metal as it gets and it's a great fucking album and um i highly recommend emissaries by melashish melashish i'm not too sure how to pronounce that to close that band off mm -hmm. um i wonder how that's like being a black metal band from the middle east considering that they like don't allow a lot of shit you know what i'm saying like it's fucking um, crazy. <laughs> i know i know there's bands that had to fucking escape they have to go it's fucking yeah, crazy they man. go to europe and they take refuge over there you know um so we do have a a little extra for for you guys we have our honorable mentions these are some that Again, maybe our list uh, was in a non... What, what would you say? Like non... Uh... It was... The, so I kept on changing up this list yeah. throughout the whole fucking two weeks because, dude, I had so many fucking bands that I wanted to add to this. So I was like, oh man, I forgot about this album, this album, this album. His honorable mentions, I would just say like, uh, man, it was... I can't even really describe it. Like the first six bands that I mentioned are my favorite ones. These are close to being up there as well, but they yeah. just didn't make the list. Yeah. So, it, um, obviously, we could have probably made a top ten. Yeah. These but, bands would have yeah. easily been on the top ten. But we decided to go with the black metal uh, <laughs> tropes and go with six, six, six. As cheesy as that fucking sounds, because it is. And I know. Um, we, I mean, we don't have a specific number of honorable mentions, so it's whatever. So real, I'll go, I'll go mine real quick. Yeah, and go ahead. We'll, we'll go around. Do it. So <clears throat> these are also from me highly recommended, especially the last one. I'll tell you now. Yeah. So the first one, read Life Hunger, probably the most dissection as it gets. Uh, if you listen to Life Hunger, uh, you're gonna be like, what is he talking about? It's it's like not it's not a not a replica. They're not trying to copy it, but you can tell that they're influenced by dissection, and so it's a very cool, nice. Uh, Which is always good. I, I think it's like a, instead of like you know like you listen to um, the Swedish death metal, you have this buzz saw kind of sound. Mm -hmm. This is kind of more like cold, but it's that buzz saw but cold. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's that. Uh, I'm not sure where they're from, but this came out in 2018. Read Life Hunger, number two, probably more the the probably the most popular of the bands that are listed. Uh, I think amongst all of us that we have, 
is uh, Tribulation. Tribulation is very popular, I think. Great band, by the uh, way, too. Yeah. The Children of the Night. That's a fucking badass uh, title. Lost Boys. Uh, <laughs> but Children of For the life. Night, 2015. Dude. It doesn't get much better than that, man. That's, that's a great, I think, also uh, a great uh, gateway metal, a uh, black metal band. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kind of hit, uh, they're kind of weird, man, because they, they hit all kinds of sounds. Uh, they're not uh, 100% traditional black metal, and they're not like one thing in one direction. They do a lot of things, to, you know, generally nicely, you know. Uh, so they're, they're another great band. Uh, but again, they're probably more popular. I think they're the most popular they, of them. They um, probably are, honestly. Yeah. Um, this next one, Psy. My favorite from my honorable mentions in terms of the sheer weirdness. Uh, from Japan, Scenes from Hell. That band is weird, by the way. It's, they're fucking weird. <laughs> they're really sick, though. I fucking love that they're so weird. But the thing about this album is they have this full-on like symphonic orchestra shit going on all the time and it's like you're hearing this like like this fucking black metal shit going on and then all of a sudden it goes into the heart super fucking symphonic part and in like an orchestra is playing oh, yeah it's very fucking movie picture soundtrack-esque you know like you get this really cool fucking sound from this band um I actually heard that band because you yeah. posted them and I was like, okay, this I'm going to see this band whatever. It had a lot of this um, summoning vibe to it. You know, with the yeah. um, symphonics mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. It pushes the boundaries also for a symphonic yeah. black metal as well, I think. so. Summoning would have been a good band. Summoning is a great fucking <laughs> yeah. band. Underrated band. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Know? For sure. Fucking underrated. Scenes from Hell, when you listen to it, you can picture hell right you're <laughs> you're you're looking at it like it's pretty fucking badass that's exuvia for me by the way yeah <laughs> uh so if you look at midnight next one midnight midnight complete and total hell so midnight does what venom couldn't do and they did it right again. <laughs> oh my god and so they combined black and roll and they did it they packaged it mwah, beautifully without it sounding cheesy also. yeah 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 it was a it was a Almar, what's his name? Almar, Altiar, Altiar. I forgot his name. But he's got a weird name, but he's always wearing a mask. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, I think he lights his guitar on fire and shit like that. He's, I mean, he's like, kiss, hello. Like, you know, the pyro, <laughs> was it the concussive pyrotechnics <laughs> that we saw? Dude, that shit was badass. But that like, was a great show. Yeah. And so, like, Midnight has all that stuff. Completed Total Hell 2012. Black and Roll, if you like Black and Roll. Good shit. Um... That one's like, I think Midnight's very self-explanatory. Yep. Uh, And then this last one, hard to pronounce, but go ahead. If you're, (laughs) if you, okay. So Ebony Pendant. uh, I'm sorry, Ebony Pendant. If you like your black metal super raw, but with like melody, this is your band. Okay. So. So black metal, super raw black metal. Right? Check them out. So it's like they just decided to put the melodies in like very melodic, okay. but they didn't put the production on it. Excuse me. So the album is called Incantation of Ecological Ecological Mysticism. Ecological Mysticism. Yeah. Right. So that came out actually a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week or two ago. 
But already I can tell you, this is another heavy contender for the year. Definitely do not miss that album. If you're going to listen to me on anything, besides Nectophobia, like I said, check out Ebony Penna. You're going to fucking enjoy it. Another one black metal, one man black metal band from, I believe, Seattle or Portland. Oh, yeah. Um, so my list, I kind of went over um, most of these bands through um, Diego. A, a lot of his uh, actual lists, uh, sorry, a lot of the bands on his main list were on my honorables. Uh, uh, one band that stood out for me that I've been the same to for all is um, Panzerfaust. Yeah. Panzerfaust is a very World War II themed band. Mm-hmm. They're a black metal band. I'm not, I'm not too sure where, where they're from, but um, they've Could always be German. Been, yeah, Could be German uh, most likely. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think a Panzerfaust is a, a weapon, right, or like a, a, a tank or something. Tank. Is it okay? It's a tank. Um, so this album is from this year, and it's actually the second chapter. It's called the Son of a, a Partition. It's chapter two, Render Unto Eden. Um, I'm gonna kind of dive into a little bit of this album because, uh, man, um, it's it's probably my favorite album of the year. I'm gonna go ahead and say that actually. Oh, came out this year. Came out this year. Um. I don't know if you if if you guys have ever heard of a band called Irreversible. Um, if you haven't, uh, so I always say I always say Colta Luna and Erosis are my favorite like post metal bands. They have my favorite post metal album and fr- probably my favorite album of all time uh, called Age. Uh, go ahead and listen to that. Uh, basically, a Panzerfaust. I bring up Irreversible because a lot of the leads on this album sound very much like ir- irreversible it sounds like a post-metal album or like a post-metal band um mixed with a black metal a lot of time but there is a lot of black metal influence on it i don't think this album has a lot of black metal like in terms of their older albums uh the turnoff for this album for most people would probably be that this band sounds like a metalcore band sometimes i feel like they listen to like uh fucking like you know what's weird is a uh, the, the album cover is actually an earth crisis album uh, they actually, yeah. So they, they, uh, the All Out War album. They, uh, they basically took that album art and they used it uh, for this album. And uh, I don't know who drew that painting or I don't know who where the art comes from, but it's basically like these people with like pitchforks and shit, whatever. But uh, Panzerfaust uses this album for like their uh, their album art. And um, basically, like it's kind of like how I said with like Black Gaze, almost it kind of feels that way. It kind of feels like a post metal band, a heavy post metal band using what they like of black metal in this album, even though Panzerfaust is not like that, they definitely, uh, it is definitely, um, it almost feels like a post-metal band using what they like of black metal and adding it into this album. But, uh, yeah, man, this band has these leads that sound in vein of Irreversible. Um, it's fucking amazing, man. It's just weird, because I'm telling you, like, it sounds like a, like a, it sounds like almost like a metalcore band sometimes, man. It's kind of weird. Like, I don't know if, what where that comes from or it's, it almost sounds like a i don't know if it's a second generation metalcore uh sound or a mm. first a generation but it kind of it just sounds like almost like a influenced by a, a, a metalcore band almost yeah. but that is probably my favorite uh a release um my second one is this band called cold body radiation uh dear a twilight for 2011 cold body radiation is more of a shoegaze band than anything you'll definitely hear this white noise on top of their fucking album mm. Yeah. And um it's a mechanical drums, it's one guy. Um yeah, it's just it's it um, again it pushes the a boundaries for all this shit, whatever, but it's 
more ambient and shoegaze and mm. it is black metal. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I think some people would appreciate it because it almost sounds like the traditional black metal of the black gaze albums because it's so raw sounding and shit. It sounds fucking crazy. Um, Aldemar <laughs> was actually one of my choices here. Uh, the Force of the Ancient Land. Uh, you know, that's probably my favorite album of the past 20 years in black metal. And I will say that again, you know, um, um, Aldemar's a badass. Uh, the other one was Uwada, uh, Devoid of Light. Uh, different album. Different <laughs> album, but same great band. I'm going to close off my entire list by saying, uh, I will say a, a, a disclaimer. This band is from 2003. Sorry, this album specifically is from, is from 2003. Uh, it's this band called Hate Forest. And uh, where is this fucking guy from? Where's that guy who started this band? It's a side project, I think. Um, Jesus Christ, I forget the name of the band, but he, 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 he broke up Hate Forest to start The Blood of Ringu, and, uh, it's kind of like the same band almost, basically, but, uh, Hate Forest, this is more of a traditional, a black metal kind of band, whatever I get, no, I would say it's right at the border of a traditional black metal band and the atmospheric black metal band, hmm. uh, this has a lot of ambience in it, a lot of, like, uh, Burzum's uh, prison albums like um, influence in it, you know. Um, yeah. uh, this album's from two thousand and three. It's called a, a Battlefields Again, and it's. I bring it up because I think, in my opinion, because of one thing, it is the most unique black metal album in the entire genre, and it's it, it, there's no album that sounds like this because. I don't know what the fuck this guy uses, but there's like a keg almost, um, on the drums. It almost sounds like. A like this guy's hitting a keg layer layering it around the snare oh, shit. and it's like a metronome almost but it sounds like you're in the fucking caves of mordor seeing some fucking orc make more orcs <laughs> and he's like making weapons for them just <laughs> slamming the fucking weapon and he's screaming and shit <laughs> you know I, I don't know uh but yeah. this 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 album is special because of that fucking bell or that keg sound whatever he does and i recommend every band every guy that likes black metal to hear this album <laughs> Uh, it sounds like you're in a, like a dungeon almost too, you know. Um, yeah. A battlefield, man. A battlefields uh, from Hate Forest from 2003, most unique album in black metal probably. And I'll go ahead and say that again, just because of that fucking battle, dude. <laughs> just because of the keg itself. Just because of the fucking keg, dude. What do they say? Yeah. Uh, Hobbits are back on the menu, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, I don't. I didn't really have any honorable mentions on this uh, or, or anything. Diego says, "Fuck that." Yeah, I'm <laughs> my being main black metal. Yeah, I I'm being black kept it real on that. No, but uh, it's. I'll just go based off like what you guys are talking about, like uh, because black metal is like there's just so much. There's just so much. It like, became oversaturated for sure. Yeah, it's so much that you could get into. Like yeah. people could be into like the traditional black metal like the the dark thrones and the prisms and the like batteries. the mayhem yeah the mayhem <laughs> like mayhem, and, and stuff like that and then but there's so much that like branched off of that there's so much that branched off and uh you which led into like some of like the one man metal one man black metal bands like disaster and leviathan from here in the united yeah. states disaster and leviathan and uh, I never really listened to that other band, that Stryborg band, but you know, Stryborg's cool. At first, at first listen, I wasn't into it because of the documentary. He seemed corny. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but uh, nah, dude, he's cool. Uh, you know, if when I think about it, most of our lists were one man, a black metal bands, you know, and 
going back to what you were saying earlier about most of our lists being different, not like Mayhem or Dark Throne or like how Burzumar and stuff, whatever, you know? Um, yeah. I, probably all these bands were spawned because of a Burzum, you know, whatever, but um, I think um, Accommodus brings it back to that, brings it back to that um, a, a primitive self, yeah. uh, that a primitive sound that the uh, second wave had brought, you know? Uh, I think he's probably the most authentic one from this, from from our list. Well, sorry, from my list, should I say, you know? Uh. Yeah, I think that every sort of band, uh, and I guess in my honorable mentions or my list that I had made, um, one way or another are related to a lot of the, the traditional black metal sound. Uh it's just uh, you know, with a with a glass of wine, you know, maybe <laughs> just a little different, a little ease up, a little, a little bit more, <laughs> yeah, a little bit more, just a little bit more. I don't know. Uh, some have more melody than others, certainly, and uh, or less keyboard, more keyboard. But I mean, they all you can trace it all back to black metal and a lot of the the black metal scene in the early nineties. So I, I really like the variety of the of, of bands that we have to pick from. Uh, I think it. Um, I think there's just like if people are like writing this shit down, or I mean, if you want to make a list, we can put it up on you know on the website or on the Facebook and in face uh, or whatever. In <laughs> Facebook. In Facebook. We can <laughs> we can do that. Uh, and I, I don't know. I made a playlist uh, for some of the, the the bands that I have. So if you guys want to make playlists or whatever, let me know or add it to mine, or let me know which ones I should add, and I could just put it up for everybody to hear it. You know, I can share it on uh, on Facebook. I think that'd be a good idea, just yeah. so people, just for my uh, um stuttering ass and shit, for people that didn't fucking <laughs> catch some of these bands. You know, uh, it'd be cool to have a list just so they can know what the fuck I'm saying or. Yeah. Um. You know, just have uh. It'd be cool not just to, to have like certain songs from these albums, but I think just full albums. Fuck it. You know, mm -hmm. I've always been the kind of guy not to listen to one song per se on an album that I really liked. I I have to hear from the beginning, like a, like a fucking book, dude. You know, it tells a story. Yeah. You know, so I, I think it'd be cool to make a, a list. Yeah. Yeah, I think in in not only that you have. Um, Goddamn, man, we would have such a fucking variety like such a variety is yeah fucking buffet dude That's what you <laughs> it would it. hit every corner so of the black metal um, mm -hmm. umbrella so yeah no yeah it would uh yeah for sure undoubtedly hit every sub probably every subgenre in in black metal i don't know but i'm down with that i'm cool with that yeah so hopefully next uh uh on our, on our upcoming podcast i'm gonna start including halloween music for the intro because I had some that I was using last year and it's like so dorky and stupid and so funny <laughs> uh, it's it's cool I like it though uh, and then I guess we'll we'll figure out which you know if there's any episodes for us to do in the future sometime in October you okay. know what I mean uh, when you guys got time or individually whatever together figure it out we'll figure that shit out anyways I enjoyed this and thank you so much for being here guys no problem yeah so before we go buy the ticket take the fucking ride peace